Psychopathic Records, the label that runs beneath the streets, presents to you the most controversial music festival in the world. The massive family reunion that brings together the most misunderstood people of all time. It's the 10th annual Gathering of the Juggalos, taking place in Cavan Rock, Illinois, August 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th, 2009. This year, the 10th annual promises to be bigger, badder, and better than the nine previous years. Is that even possible? Guess what? It is possible, and it will fucking happen. If you've never been to the gatherings, this is the motherfucking year to go, bitch boy. Don't miss it. There's plenty of free camping for everybody. Bring a camper, a big tent, a small tent, or sleeping bag. Whatever works for you. The real magic is the energy that's in the air at the gathering. Nothing can match that energy. The second you get there, you can feel it. It's pure, utter magic in the air. Unlike anywhere else on the planet, the gathering, the feeling in the air, the feeling of the camaraderie between each other, the feeling of family love, that's where the whole word family came from. That's what it means. It's the best way to describe that feeling in the air is uh, it's truly a special moment. In, it's sort of like what I imagine it's like for the uh, for Muslims to visit the Holy Land of Mecca. That's what I imagine it to feel like what it feels like for a juggalo to visit the gallery. every night at this point with with like the mini series stuff it's like organizing with another person that has their whole other show and stuff like that it's just like it's too much it's yeah. too much to do another than interview show every week too plus there's like research that goes into these mini series so sure. when if nobody's expressed anger at us for raising the bonus audio price but if they did i would say mm, i'm sorry it takes more work more of my time <laughs> yeah. i don't know what you want me to do i listened to shock jocks for six months straight for yeah this. no okay. all right so th- that is all right first of all welcome to wrestling yeah. is gross my name is bucky my name is Siobhan. let's get that out of the way uh we've got brian on brian quimby from street fight radio from his many uh many exploits uh Holy Boys, uh, the what is it? Shocktober with with Felix, um, yeah. which I, I I recently finished the um, the Don Imus episode that I, I it was like two and a half hours and I listened to half of it and then it got pushed up in my podcast playlist and then I was going through deleting old episodes that I hadn't because I don't stream any podcasts I download everything because uh, of like notoriously bad internet in certain spots where like where I work and the drive to work so I never even try. Um, and I found that I found that Imus show, and that was like uh, released as a, a free free episode, like a month and a half yeah. ago. Is that right? It's so hard to rein that fucking show, and that was in January, but we released it as a free episode when coronavirus. Hit. Okay, that makes sense. And, or something. I don't fucking remember. It's just like <laughs> something like where we couldn't do a show. Oh, I know what it was. We had to do a show. We did a live show when you used to be allowed to do those in huh. Harrisburg, so we had to take a Sunday off. So we just released October, the last October. There's actually one after that now, but those shows are so hard to rein in. 
Yeah. Because you're just like, I just, especially like with the way the world is now, it's like, I just, I could talk about that all fucking day. Well, you did all the research too. You listened to like how many hours of man cow to be ready for, for a, a, what turned, what maybe started as like, oh, let's do an hour 20, uh, which is what we're shooting for here tonight. We're shooting for an hour 20. Yeah. Uh, we, did, we were going to do, <laughs> yeah. we were going to do an hour. We, I think that the idea behind the show was like an hour, maybe. Well, I think at first it was two hours actually, mm. because each episode was going to be so dense. But uh, I think we just have so much fun doing it that, like, I, we don't cap it anymore and we just do them. You know, it's like, I it's kind of like. Yeah, Man Cow is like, you can chronicle that entire man's career. You can watch every episode of uh, Guns, Gods, and like, <laughs> or whatever the fuck that show was called of his brother, <laughs> which is so terrible. Doing that Guns, this year. Cars? I, I don't fucking remember. It was an insane show. Was, I'm going to watch that it. That was a thing. Hell I'm gonna yeah. watch it this year. I'm gonna watch. Uh, I like. I have like two. What or is three it called? People. Guns, God, and something. I don't remember <laughs> what it's called. Actually, I have like people. I have people looking for Mancow archives for me. Like because he he isn't the most archived guy out there because sure. most people don't give a shit about <laughs> him. You know. So it's like hard to find audio on him. So it, it, the shows just end up basically being like, "What's Man Cow been doing for the past six weeks?" <laughs> the, the name of the show is uh, "God Guns and Automobiles." Yeah, uh, good name they, on A and E. So real alliterative. Yeah, that's good. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah, God Guns and Automobiles. Got to have them. Um, is this is this History Channel? Okay, it says A and E here, but I think it's actually History Channel. It was so History Channel. Plugging and that. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. Oh, did it, it move was, on? Did it it, it? it pulled a Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> I have no. Well, I mean, I have no fucking clue. Here's I the thing: they canceled the, it, and then there yeah. was a big uh, Twitter campaign, like a hashtag to accompany it, and that's how they oh. brought back God Guns and Automobiles. <laughs> that's the Man? that's the MAGA Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's fucking incredible. I don't I think mean, that that didn't it, actually happen, but I say, because Man Cow is not like he'll he da, he tag. You should look at his Twitter because he tags a bunch of celebrities in all of his posts, and it's really funny because it'll be like fucking Harrison Ford and Dad's rights and, nice. and like fucking Dad's rights. They got rules, yeah. Dad's rights is the best guy on Twitter. That yeah. is the fucking funniest dude on Twitter. He loves man, him and Man Cow. Uh, like uh, I think are buddies. If I'm not. It's, yeah, it's him. It'll be like him, Mancow, and Tariq Nasheed in a post. Nice. <laughs> and it'll be like just hanging out with the bu- the. That's buds, the squad. Yeah. Mancow and Tariq <laughs> talking about our fathers uh, talking about divorce in America. Yeah. Uh, Important in subject. <laughs> um, yeah. So there you go. We got that plug out of the way. Uh, so Brian, you do street fight radio and your many other things. Um, actually, I also just listened to you on, uh, there was like a bonus choppo where you and Will and somebody ah. else talked about the, um, with the, the coalition against bad mute, like, uh, yeah, cuss words. Yeah. Music research. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. got real obsessed with that for a period of time there. I listening to a lot of heavy metal this year. Sure. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's the year of metal. That's what they're saying. <laughs> I feel like it is the year of metal. I really feel that way. I think it's all coming back, but yeah. like, yeah, Lil Wayne is going to grab the guitar again. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I'm banking on metal coming back. I'm hoping for it. It's like so exciting to me to think about, but like, I, I just, I got really into metal. 
And then I got really into like the people that protested it because I always did find that very funny. Sure. Like just getting angry at people for. I mean, it's the same thing that goes on now a lot of times, but it's just like they were just like freaked out because people were like getting into witchcraft and sure. stuff, which is even fucking weirder than like totally freaking out over a joke or something, you know? Well, so that's the thing yeah. is, right, like now we have transitioned most of the energy to just like doing like uh, Mr. President, sir, you should resign sort of shit on Twitter. And that's like that's today's version of that, even for like professional like. Like, people in Congress replying to Trump being like, sir, you should be ashamed of yourself. And, like, that's where that energy went. So, luckily... Well, that and getting mad at vaping. Yeah, yeah which, by the way... There you go. You get one in there. <laughs> I've been I've been muting myself. I've been, I got better at it. Uh, Brian, there was an episode early this year where when I first started vaping, I think it was our Justice Pain tribute show, um, and I didn't think about how loud it was so there's just a lot of me vaping on the <laughs> hey, i i have had so many weird sounds on on shows i do oh the yeah the, the bong is like a, <laughs> the bong and then yeah. brett coughing in the background while you talk is the is a classic moment on 90 yeah. percent of your shows <laughs> moving to the dab rig is really because he can't do that I, he doesn't really do that as much during the show anymore sometimes you'll hear the lighter click but, like, since he moved to the dab rig, there's, like... The dab rig. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> like, a... Uh, we have, like, a pretty long table, and we sit across from each other long ways. <laughs> like a couple of fucking patriarchs. <laughs> and yeah. one-third of the table is mine, one-third of the table is his, and one-third is just for, like, weed. Just weed. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. The free space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah free parking in the middle. Huh. Hell yeah. That's great, man. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I that's the thing is me and Siobhan would love to do a show in real life like I, I think I, I think that that's like a very different uh, sort of energy where there's there's like there's uh, chemistry in the room you know I mean obviously her and I we, this is episode 35 of wrestling is gross by the way welcome to wrestling is gross um, yeah <laughs> it's that's the name of the show um, this is episode 35 so we are we, we are like in pretty deep with understanding each other's rhythms i think even though it you know it's it's still tough um but being in the room with somebody is like a a diff it's an easier way to record i mean it's like the more technically difficult i would imagine um Ugh. yeah that is the <laughs> i mean the the the, the i like that sound because I'll tell you, once the show hits, like, people are always like, ah, you know, I want I want this show to get real big. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, I do too. I wanted my show to get real big. And now, I, if you could see what I'm recording in right now, I have three computers in front of me. Hell yeah. Like, Ultra-wide monitor. <laughs> gaming rig. Microphone. And I can't use any of them. I don't know how to fucking do anything. <laughs> I might as well be my in laptop. a iron lung right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm plugged into my laptop, like, directly. That's, That's awesome. I don't, like, use the desktop. And then the office has, I mean, when Street So why do you have all that shit? When, what, did, what did you get all of it for if you don't know how to use it? <laughs> because, like, we want to use it. Okay, like, it's aspirational. That, like, we want to, like, stream and put on these big shows. And then we got the TV show coming out soon. Sure, so sure, sure. Oh, yeah, needed... Means TV. Let's plug that as well. 
Yeah. 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 Yep. We got the TV. We're, we're getting into filming the TV show very soon and stuff like that. So we are going to pare down the studio a okay. lot more now that there's going to be like a TV studio in there. <laughs> but like, yeah. Weird. What a strange when thing. You called in, when you called into Street Fight and you were talking to us, there were six computers on <laughs> at that time. <laughs> Oh my god! It's, just, it's 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 a fucking math rock show. It's fucking battles. Well, if you, yeah, if you've ever watched like the those the live stream, which I never I never do. I listen to the show as a podcast. I never watch the live streams. I would never um, do that I, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, it's you have to. It's, the first step is admitting that like you're doing a thing that maybe isn't going to have appeal, so that when you do it and people are into it and you're people are watching you live that just makes you feel better to know that oh they do this i would never do this but i'm glad they're enjoying themselves i mean i want to give people something a lot more interactive than just us doing our heads while we do the podcast you know so like i i we have it there to like hold the space for like bigger things sure it's like well, you guys we play really like audio hit. clips and stuff sometimes in the show, and like I mean, I, I feel like you do you do a full production. Like I don't know, maybe not the best example because it's like, yeah, I, it, it, the politics of this are, are what they are. But if you ever like watched the Majority Report streams, uh, the Sam Cedar show, and uh, yeah. you see they like they are constantly like the production is sometimes not great, but they're running a live show with some like you know sort of small small sort of crew live. Five days yeah. a week. Um, I've actually been in the studio. Oh, I've no shit. Done, I did a show in that studio. Okay. The Antifada podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And, uh, what's her uh, name? Jamie? It was, yeah, it was fucking wild. Like, that studio looks so nice. It's like, when you get there, it's like, fuck, I would love my, because, you know, for years I was in a basement where we pissed in a hole. So, <laughs> like, it was. <laughs> we were sitting in there and i was like this place is so nice and then they passed us format sheets too like printed on paper and i was like what's this for and they were like uh this is what we're going to talk about and i'm like oh yeah no we sent you one of those you get it i did <laughs> i've never had one another one before i sent you a pdf just go check so, your email <laughs> it's so wild when somebody sends you their prep and you're just like i'm a guest I'm not, yeah, like, I'm completely unhinged. Be, be riffing. You're yeah. like not familiar with my show, right? Like, I, I, that's supposed to take calls, and like, <laughs> and then we just like, if we run out of material, we start yelling about like people who own fucking like contract services and like Home Depot and shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's that like fucker, that they're fuckers. Yeah, it is. It was nice though. It was really nice as a guest to be able to like watch the show like sure. on a piece of paper, like as they were moving along to things. We're like, oh, I know what's coming next. You well, know? so how but long did they? How how well did they stick to it? Really well. I mean, really, that's kind yeah, of disappointing. I, I like to think of like them and like the the Michael Brooks show as being completely ramshackle operations that barely it's exist. Harder. I'll say this, it's harder to keep me and Brett on rails sure. than it is for maybe most of their other guests. So they didn't adhere to it like 100% because it's really hard to, if it's the two of us wrangling us as a guest, I don't know why shows ever have both of us at the same time. We, we like, talked about it. Like, I, I, th- I thought it would be like a funny thing to do. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, if I was the host, I would hate it because we're both hosts. Like me and Brett yeah. both. Like, I, I always feel like every time I'm on somebody else's show, I, like, I end up 
I try not to like take over, but I steer my own show. You know but what I look, mean? That's like, sort of I the role of the show. guest. Like that's that's what uh, a good guest should be able to drive things forward. At least, I mean, sure, depending on the show, like it's going to be, it's not going to work out. I've I've felt that way I, when I, I went on like the first time I went on the the Remp the Rotten Era Memory Podcast, uh, which is like two of our good friends. You know, people I'm very familiar with and talked to a bunch of times. Uh, one of the hosts has been on this show. I, I feel like I, I was definitely overbearing, and I listened to it back, and it was just like, oh, this is, I need to work on this. But then that, I, but I do that on my own show. Sometimes I like, like there will be an episode sometimes where I, I say sixty six percent of the fucking everything said on the show, and then Siobhan has like only got you know a third of what's here, and I, I and I listen to the show you, back. Yeah, you go for like like a paragraph and a half straight, and I go. Yes, <laughs> but that's that's how we interact in real life too, though. That's like I just same, I agree. That's something that the same room really uh, uh, helps with is that like uh, uh, when you're on, I think you tend to think when you're on remote recordings that the other person is like just like waiting to talk or whatever. Mm. But it's like when it's a partnership on the air, it's like I'm not like me and Brett aren't to use wrestling terms we're not like trying to get our shit in like we write for each other like sure. i write things for him if i write something and it doesn't sound like something i would say i'd be like here this this sounds like something you would say and he does vice versa you know what i mean so like yeah. if there's an episode where like it's 65 percent me getting everything in he still has something to do with it it's just like uh, I think that people are so used to recording remotely that, like when people get very used to recording remotely, they, they like kind of air on the side of like, I'm fucking up and the other person's doing everything right. <laughs> yeah. Know? I think we, That's I think we're, I think. we're, I think we're past that stage. I think the last time we recorded, like it was almost a year ago, I, I guess it was, was it almost a year ago to the, to the day or something? Um, yeah, I'll check that later. Um, was it like June or something? Was it, was it June? About okay. what the months? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we we uh, we are kind of past it. I think I think we've we've gone over the hump. I'm very happy, very happy yeah. with the podcast, and I I think it's um, important to be happy that you're doing a thing. So I think <laughs> I think yeah. if if you're not, then you should stop. Um, being but yeah, a team, being a team is like. I, I don't know. There's something about it that's like so much more inherently appealing to me than being like an alone person sure. that does a yeah, thing fuck. To, yeah. that like a stand up or something yeah. like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of like, course. Having a team dynamic, having like I don't know how it happens. Like I don't know how it happens or how people figure it out, but like the way that me and Brett figured out what we were doing like we've only we we've only known each other for like six months before we started street fight sure. or like the fact that me and felix have good chemistry or me and john on the pod cast like, sure oh yeah that's another thing let's let's plug that as well <laughs> the pod cast it's a new metal podcast you recently did an episode about puddle of mud which i have not yeah. listened to and probably won't because i can't <laughs> i cannot <laughs> oh come on i watched this two and a half hour wrestling show <laughs> Horrific! This oh, you didn't like this? Ass. Yeah, wrestling show. Welcome Maybe to wrestling is gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's let's, so let's what, say what, what it is. Two and a half hour wrestling show. Uh, did uh, we make Brian <laughs> watch? And then we also watched. You may ask. That would be Juggler Championship. Championship, of course. Wrestling. Was it still uh, championship or, at this point? Yes. No. Okay. I wasn't sure. 
I don't know. They might have had a shit championship in this show, but okay. it, it might be Maybe. shit. Yeah, Bloody, what is it? What's the show called? Bloody Mania One. Bloody Mania Seven. One from August twelfth, I think two thousand seven. I don't have my on uh, little notes tablet because well, I just fucking don't. So I, I'm riffing, but I remember the things that actually happened. Luckily, I just don't remember like that. <laughs> like I couldn't tell you which in your main event which altar boy is not one or number four. I just know that one is dysfunction and one is Silas Young. The other one's dysfunction. Okay, I didn't. Oh, I I wondered who those guys were. I I like I you know the first wrestling show I ever saw was a JCW show. Okay, let's get into it. What's all right? First of all, what's your intro into the Juggalos before we get there? Yes. Why what? is it that we're having you on and instead of any of our any number of our like idiot friends? <laughs> well, I what I mean, I guess you could probably say I am one since I. <laughs> Yes. See, I still go Folks. and see them when they come through town. But now, here's the problem: <laughs> I was one heavy hardcore, but I can't really claim to be a juggalo now because I do go see them when they come into town. But I get in for That's free. Right. That's Usually right. Somebody <laughs> like puts me on the guest list or something. Incredible. So it's like kind of you're not really like a super fan. If, does that make sense? Like you're, like I'm not going out of my way to see ICP. It's like they're ten minutes away from my house, and somebody said they would put me on the guest list. I'm gonna I, say I think a lot of the biggest ICP fans. I think this is just a testament to your 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 like uh, complete devotion to the lifestyle. I think most big juggalo like types in each like in, they come to Columbus or where, where they're coming to Columbus, Columbus, right? Okay, they come here a lot. Makes sense. Uh, it's the the Midwest is juggalo you know juggalo country for sure i mean the whole world is juggalo country of course don't get me wrong um but if you look at where they've held the gatherings it's a it's a it's not it's not a wide swath it's like a it's a it's a nice uh illinois ohio ohio illinois illinois indiana ohio one time they did it in oklahoma city and i i i'm sure that was the worst city i've ever been to is oklahoma city so it went well it went really bad they're they're, they the cops were like really hard asses on them in Oklahoma City. I I know that. That makes sense. And, like, the original plan was to do it in Denver. And then some shit happened where it couldn't get insured, so they moved it to Oklahoma City. And then the cops became real hard asses in Oklahoma City, and it became a whole big problem. So they moved back to Ohio. But, like, every dude that's like me, which is, like, kind of like a working class, like, white kid in a working class neighborhood that's not really into heavy metal as much, or they, you know, kind of moving in that direction. You go sure. through like an icy or no, not, I'm sorry, is into heavy metal. It's not really into country music. Sure. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're like a redneck, like there's a certain type of redneck that's like not super into country music. And that's what yeah, I, they like. listen to Pantera that they've got like yes. some, like they wear graphic tees and listen to Pantera, but they also wear cowboy boots and like have truck nuts on their fucking F one fifty, Right. It's so type of guy. Like, I, think, I think basically like anybody that's like that at, that comes up like me ends up at least going through like five or six years where they're like a juggler. five or six years oh man i was gonna say look i think i may have had a six month period but i would and i would have been young god i when when that would have been 2002 it would have been like around the time i was getting into indie wrestling and i had some friends who were in you know middle school and high school um siobhan did you have a juggalo phase that lasted five to six years no okay okay <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know i i think 
maybe I maybe I grew up in a, a I mean what you grew up in a big city right or at least very close to one. Um, yeah, I, Philadelphia is not exactly Juggalo country. Sure, is, like Juggalos, I know they exist everywhere. You know who I know? I like what. Like this is, I know people, more people who are into like Cottonmouth Kings and shit here. Sure. Than like ICP. So well, Cottonmouth like, Kings like are the like same... the more artistic cousin, right? Well, so yeah, like there is always like, like the horror core dynamic is like there. Um, but it's like, not, there wasn't, though I knew people who were, and I just, part of it is obviously that I just like did not fucking actually go to high school. Sure. So I was just like, like when they when I saw that, like, whatever, I'm just going to listen to my, uh, TV on the radio records. Yeah, you were you were too cool. Seventeenth time. Yeah, I, I yeah. got I got too cool eventually. But Brian, when when did when did it all stop? When did you, when did you stop considering yourself to be a joke? Well, what were you going to say about Philly for the record? I was, well, Philly oh. has like a lot of hillbilly energy, though. Like Philly I feel is fucking yeah, it was like the sure. national crossroads basically of the of the Midwest, the South, and like the Northeast. Sure, it's, yeah, it's it is, yeah. strange that. I feel more comfortable in Philly than I do like New York and stuff. Like hmm. I, I feel like I recognize the people in Philly more than I do in other East Coast cities. Like or even it, Chicago, I feel like Chicago. Like you go into Chicago, it's got like a vibe to it. I think I'm not a huge. Chicago is a fine city. It's just not. It's not a place. It's the one closest to me, so it's like my, you know, my like, waypoint of a, a city. Of, Philly just has a lot of like shirtless white dudes in jeans. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's and that's comfortable. That's like that. You, that feels like home, right? <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why it's it's a it's a great city. Um, I probably actually to, I probably got over ICP, and it's not that I got over them. It was just that like your tastes mature mm-hmm. as you get older. I mean, I I kind of said this to you in in the in the messages, but it's just like. Uh, I started to like a little bit more complex music and I and <laughs> just a little bit more my relationship to like my relationship to that stuff kind of all all changed over time. Just I think you get older and you're not as pissed off at everything. And also like I don't know, like I started getting into like the Mars Volta and like I, I was working really hard in that in the 2000s like especially in from like 2001 or 2002 to like 2009 or 10 trying to prove every prove to everybody that i wasn't some like redneck (laughs) from a working class neighborhood that you know grew up like an idiot like i was trying to show that i was into like art and culture and stuff like you were not a fucking lonnie (laughs) no i moved on and then like after a while, it was just like, ah, you know, this stuff is pretty fun to listen to. But, you know, my delicate, I'm a, my, like, it's not my sensibility now. It's, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird to watch it because, like, I can tell you right now that the commentary on this show would have very much appealed to uh, a night like 2000. To Brian, sure, a lot. <laughs> I would have, yeah, I would, I would have been into it. Well, so all right, but here's the difference, right? You're, are you, are you 39, 40? 41. Okay. Um, so I'm 31. So you got, you had a decade in me. So 2002 would have been when I was 13. So, and, and I don't mean to like make you feel old or whatever. That's just it's the facts of it. It's very far away from us now. We're all old. The fact is we're all fucking old now. Um, the 13 year old mindset would have been way into this. So, but what you're saying is at, at 23, you were way into <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say I would say that like I basically didn't 
I stopped going to ICP concerts when I was like probably 25 or 26. Okay. And like I, I just stopped. I just stopped going. And I think the last well, thing I went to at that time was the hmm. JCW show. And then I was kind of like, okay, like I'm over this thing. Sure. So this is from August 12th, 2007. So what we're looking at th- about thir- 12 and a half, 13 years, um, this is a bloody mania one. It's from cave in rock, Illinois. That's uh, where they held the gathering. How many years in a row? Like seven or eight. It looks like, um, that's and for it, all of the think piece, uh, like, what is the gathering of the jugglers that sure. happened? And those were always fucking awful. Um, that is part of, like, the uh, the sociology of the juggalo, like, sort of thing. And you're like, fuck off. Sure. Yeah, well, this is the first cave-in rock fucking, one. Okay. They just want like, to fucking listen to music. Who gives a fucking shit? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's because it's 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 easy. It's just like you you can get away with doing that kind of shit and not seem like a fucking clown. Uh, no pun intended, I suppose. As opposed <laughs> to like like you're like if you're some like fucking like like dickhead writing for fucking Gawker who went to NYU, like you. Yeah, you're you're writing you, you the think bought... piece on the on the endless appetizers at fucking TGI Fridays. Yeah, this is like like 20 years ago. You they would have been writing about. They would have been like trying to find an excuse to write about like black people and yeah. like the sociology of the two like the the two life crew fan and you're like fuck off <laughs> that would yeah. be fuck off then and it's just like no it's just fucking music shut the fuck up yeah this was when this was also when like it became very cool to make fun of ICP and it was like this really weird time of like uh you know, they make fun of themselves. So like spending a lot of time trying to tear them apart seems like a total fucking waste of time to me. Mm -hmm. Like to to, to just be like, these guys are fucking morons. And it's like, that's that line about how magnets work is about how the, how they're morons. Like they're (laughs) saying that they're morons. You know what I mean? It's a good line. It's like, (laughs) I don't know. It's like very, like they, they understood, like how to market themselves they they're you know memeable as it were uh they're very much like i think the the magnet shit has been uh going for a, i don't even know when that song came out like 08 or something right yeah um, it's been a positive thing it's been positive for them it's just one of those things that's like uh uh it's stupid to try to like it's stupid to spend a bunch of time trying to like uh 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 and this is what i think happens like people who move away from the Midwest to, to like New York to go to NYU or to LA or something like that. Hmm. Uh, they sort of want to get back at the people that they grew up around and juggalos were like, absolutely a easy absolutely. target to find and be like, you know, it was the scrubby kid at school and it was okay that we were mean to that kid because he, you know, he was kind of an asshole too. You know, he used coarse language and shit. And it's he was like, like he, he was like half Mexican. I, that, not that that affects like why I feel this way about him, but it's just <laughs> worth saying, you know. <laughs> I mean, because Juggalos essentially were the poor kids. Yeah. Really, oh yeah. It's a working which, class group, and I, I do want to say, I, as we as we talk about this very eloquently with uh, such grace, um, <laughs> this is. I would say you're like minority in the in the 
Juggalo world. I don't want to like disparage like all their fans, but and this I think this could be said for any like massive subculture. But the majority of the people who are into it are pretty sincere about it. Not that you aren't, but they're sincere about it in a different way, and they don't they don't they don't have the detachment or the understanding that what they're into is very dumb. A lot of people take this shit very seriously. Is that fair yeah. to say? Well, yeah, I, but I do also think that like it's the same thing with wrestling, which yeah. I guess, that's also a good point. There's a reason that, there's an like, intersection even, there. It's fair, it's the same crew, like large by and large. It's a, there's a lot of crossover, and that's why this exists, right? Right, and and like the people that do take wrestling ultra seriously, uh, uh, you know, like a guy like like uh, uh, I I don't want to I don't want to single people out because I feel like I do this every time I do a wrestling podcast, but a guy like Bix or something who takes it super duper duper seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. it's like I don't know, man. This is like a, 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 a I I find it to be. I, I enjoy it and I take it seriously and I take my like joy that I get from watching it like very seriously. And, and like, obviously like I've geared my career, like my fucking tours are geared around going to wrestling shows. So yes. like, but like with ICP is the same thing. I, I think everybody that's involved with it knows that it's kind of goofy. Like, sure, I don't think there's, sure. there's a, there's like every single, even the people that take it super seriously, but I think that they, with the way that ICP fans work is like they, there's there's sort of like a lot of outcasts from high, their high schools, right? Like, in, in in my high school was not a rich high school at all. <laughs> very very white working class high school. Uh, well, I wasn't very white. It was a working class high school. No, it's very like, white, comma working class. <laughs> yeah, the poor, but but the poor white kids were ICP kids. Yeah, of course, like, of course. They like that's who, and and like I I assume that when they go to the concerts and they see that the other poor white kids that were at the school across town and all over, they all get together at the same time and they're in a room. Like I can totally understand feeling some sort of solidarity with oh, them. Yeah. Feeling well, like some sort of a family and taking it very seriously. Well, you say it's like outcasts from other groups, right? It's like, it's the people who are cast aside by that's the, that's, this is the real, like we want to cut to the core of what the juggalo lifestyle is and the ideology. It's, it's because you have nowhere else to go. And, they are welcoming. It's a, well. You know, they also they rap about being broke in a way that sure. only broke people understand. Relatable. Music. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Relatable. <laughs> I I I've, I've always been able to relate to like uh, hitting some fresh netting out in the woods uh, while my boys are uh, you know like smoking weed in the van, smoking crack in the van. Uh, like I I feel like this is a uh, and I you know put on the paint and I throw bottles and whatnot like it is a type of music that is very fun and then there's so much like around the culture um which the gathering of course you've been to the gathering is that right i haven't no you, you I, haven't okay you know, because it kicked off i think the the gathering kicked off at a time where i wasn't traveling to do anything ever like i i live in columbus and cleveland's two hours and 10 minutes away and i wouldn't go to concerts there i was like fuck that's a long drive for a concert which seems crazy to me now because i tour and i drive like fucking six hours at a time routinely but like uh, <laughs> at the time i wouldn't go anywhere and it was always so far away and then by the time i started making enough money to do it uh 
and to actually travel to go to it. I wasn't into the band anymore. And then when it became a thing where like, okay, well, me and Brett could go as like a business expense <laughs> yeah. or on what's happening or something. Go to Drug Bridge, then, right? Drug Bridge? Yeah. but Helicopter then, rides? But, but then it felt like something like Vice is doing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It feels too late to do that. Well, that's, yeah, that's what that's what Siobhan was saying earlier, right? Is that like even even in like 07, like even then or, you know, at least like 2010. It's, yeah, it seems just too late to once Saturday Night Live did the video on it. And, you know, the book. I don't know if I've seen that. Oh, yeah. Saturday Night Live made fun of it. And it just Sharpling what? started the whole thing. Well, right? so so the yeah, the Tom Sharpling and Paul F. Tompkins, uh, which is I think I, I might use as like the the intro for this. Uh, there's I'm not the whole thing. I'm not going to play all 45 minutes of it. But the, there's an extended bit. If you've never heard it, uh, it's just best show. Tom Sharpling, Paul F. Tompkins, Gathering of the Juggalos, um, where they go through. I think it was the 2010, maybe it was 2009. Uh, it was like a it was like a twenty minute long advertisement on YouTube, or maybe I don't know if it was on YouTube or wherever they they sent it out. It was like a uh, thing that you would stream. On this is not the early days of YouTube, I guess twenty ten, but still the idea of doing this on YouTube was not as popular as it would be now. You know, doing all your marketing through that. Oh, yeah. um, this was like a twenty two minute long ad um, where it was just like some brief interviews with some of the guys that are going to be there. I think ice cube was there that year. Um, all the attractions, the, what is it? Violent J's, uh, big ass beach bash barbecue bash blast or something. It was like four to seven B alliterative words in a row. Um, there, there was like a helicopter rides and I, I think they might even name drop drug bridge in the actual, uh, (laughs) in the ad itself. But yeah, the, the, the riffing on it, the Tom Sharpling and Paul F. Tompkins riffing on it is fantastic. The, so I haven't been to the Gathering of the Juggalos myself. I hope to make it one year. Uh, I've been to a lot of the. I, I mean, I have been. I've seen ICP more than I've seen any other act in my life, with the possible exception of like, well, never mind. I was going to say with the possible exception of my own, but I've never seen my own act. <laughs> oh, you don't. You don't Through tape it and watch it. Looking glass. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, with your third eye, you can see all. Um, including yourself extremely well. And that's the scary thing. I, I do want to take, I want to take my niece to go see them. And I would, how old is your niece? Kid. She's, uh, thir- 14. She's 14 now. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to take her to go see them. Like, but you wouldn't take, take your daughter. A, she won't go. I she would won't. take my She'll daughter refuse. in a second. Okay. okay. Yeah. She just, my daughter's like totally not into she's like, she's too cool now. Yeah. Yeah. She's not into that kind of thing. She won't go to a concert for a band. She doesn't like love. Sure. You know, so my niece will go to anything, and I think she she's heard of ICP and heard about their concerts because that's another thing. People might not know about this, but ICP is like very, like with Zoomers, they're very like popular on TikTok. Like, okay, well, I've I've say I've said this like a thousand times now, but and it's like a fucking cl- like a cliche thing for me to say. Every rapper now is a juggalo, basically. Like, right. I don't know how you yeah. can look at like every SoundCloud. What's like, the Clout Cobain video, right? <laughs> like I don't like like look at like every fucking SoundCloud kid to pop up in the last like five years, from fucking Uzi to Lil Peep to uh, Triple Extension to yeah Triple Extension and uh got to like I don't I don't even fucking every fucking kid rapper 
<laughs> fucking Lil Nas X. They're all like they all have like the juggalo energy, like all of the face tattoos, all of the yeah. like all of the yeah. We're, I'm, we're like, all ma- clowns I'm now. Papa Roach. Like I'm a Papa. I'm like influenced by Papa Roach. Like that's <laughs> you're just. But just, that's just, like when we bring just, on like younger wrestlers and they're like, yeah, I just like to edge a lot. <laughs> we, we've had two of the people that this. two of the people that we've interviewed have cited edge as like one of their main influences. <laughs> and it's like, damn, dude, I, I guess I guess we're the old ones now. I guess. Well, that... that's why that's one of the reasons I said it's the year of that's why it's the year of metal, because sure. like, uh, you know, near the end of last year, when we were on our last tour, it was when Travis Scott was doing Astro World in okay. Houston. Okay. And he had Marilyn Manson on that show. Right, sure. That's, and that, that's like, the kind of thing. Yeah, that's what we're doing now. These people so are many all... rappers. Yeah, and so many rappers are, like, name-checking. And also, I also find it super interesting that, like, people my daughter's age, which my daughter's 15. She's going to be 16 in October. Jesus. Um, my daughter's almost 16 years old. Uh, that ICP has somehow found fame with every generation of teenagers since like 1990. <laughs> yeah. I think it says something real. It's fucking crazy. It's an to enduring me. thing. It definitely <laughs> is. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, did the Beatles didn't even do that. <laughs> I don't know. The Beatles. So the Beatles, they split up and they kept making music, but it, it became like more for older people, I guess is what happened. They, they weren't capturing yeah. the youth really. Um, I do want to say yeah. the gathering, the, the town that I live in now, Peoria, Illinois, the gathering was held here um, in 2002, I believe. Yeah. Um, at, around the Civic Center, I, I think. Um, and my wife has, my wife grew up here and she has a story. Um, it's more of a, a friend's story, but I don't know her friend, so she recounted it to me. Um, her and another friend would just like circle the Civic Center during this big event, right? And just yell out, out of the car at the Juggalos, like make fun of them. Um, and so the streets were obviously the streets of downtown Peoria full of people in clown makeup, like full clown makeup. So they were like driving slow, you know, not wanting to actually do any damage. Um, but on like the fourth time around, a juggalo might or might not have jumped out in front of her car. Uh, this is not my not my wife, but a friend of my wife. I do want to say, so just legally, <laughs> not going to name drop the person. Uh, on like the fourth time around, the juggalo may or may not have jumped in front of the car, um, and she hit him pretty hard, and he flipped <laughs> out. Uh, they flipped out, and they drove away. Uh, total like hit and run, right? They get home, and she tells her dad her like her car is like all fucked up um, from hitting this juggalo, <laughs> um, and they uh, they told her dad that she hit a deer, I guess. Uh, which there are sometimes you hit a deer in downtown Peoria. It's a it's not a huge city, but the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's got country hey, vibes. Um, and two days later, they read that there was like a hit and run. Like it was like in the news. <laughs> the oh, kid broke no. his leg at the gathering. And she was like, fuck. So I think they ended <laughs> up having to tell her dad. I'm not 100% sure on the details beyond that. Um, oh, Jesus. So that's, that's the, that's, I mean, look, I backyard wrestled with people. I, one of, one of my like best friends, one of my favorite opponents, uh, Joshua Choate. Um, he wrestled us chains and that was C-H-A-Y-N-Z chains. And sometimes you do like the, the big letter, little letter, big letter, like the, you know, <laughs> like yeah. corn, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he was, uh, he wrestled in, in clown makeup and he was, you know, he, he did the poison mist and the shining wizard, you know, like, uh, he's the, he's actually the guy who was the only piece of person to save any of our footage. So if you've ever seen those videos, I know you have Siobhan, if you've ever seen the, the yes. backyard stuff we have, um, he's the one in the clown makeup who does a super kick and a shining wizard and the poison mist. Um, 
Yeah, he uh, he he was like one of my best friends. He was one of those guys. He was like he was very quiet, you know, until you get him to open up. And I think that's sort of a juggler thing. One of the no- most notable things I always like mention about Josh. While I'm on Josh, if you know, one shout out to a dear friend of mine. Um, when we'd smoke weed, he would just like want to take an ounce. This is you know Texas swag. Um, he would take an ounce and he'd just break it all up for like he, like thirty minutes, and he said it relaxed him. So that was that's Josh. <laughs> that's what Josh is like. Cave in rock though. All right, so I do want to say Cave in Rock. The what's the, the And that's real National Park, New Jersey. Energy yes. is a name. Yes. Um, I think it's a like smaller town. Well, so the the, oh, the actual show I mean it's not a, it's not any it's not like a suburb of I mean you know, like suburb is a stretch to call National Park, New Jersey, but it's not next to a fucking major city. Sure, no. sure, yeah. I don't. I don't think. I mean, I. I don't know what Cave and Rock is actually near, um, but the I actual. I don't think it's by a city because I don't think there's anywhere for them. They have to camp there. Yeah, yeah. Because that's one of the other reasons I've never now. been to the gathering because I'm not camping. Yeah, I've never actually gone camping. I don't <laughs> have much interest in it. Uh, my wife wants to do it. I guess we're gonna do it with our kids at some point. I've, I'm not looking forward to it. I kind of am, but I'm also terrified. Um, it's the Hog Rock Ranch and Campground in Cave in Illinois. Uh, Cave in Illinois, I believe, has a population of about a thousand or more. Um, but the if you go, all right. So one of the fun things to do um, with the Hog Rock Ranch and Campground is to uh, just go and Google it, and you you see that there are 83 reviews of this venue. Um, Guess what their rating is on Google? Like, you know what Google ratings are out of five, right? Um, a, a one through five with the decimal. I'm going to say a 1.7. Okay. Brian, would do you have a guess? Would ha- it has to be like a three. Okay. Out of five, the Hog Rock Ranch and Campground in Cave in Rock, Illinois, has a 4.9 Hell out of yeah. five. It's because it's not just the gathering. It's <clears throat> excuse me. It's it's there's a lot of events. There's lots of pictures, too. If you want to like if you want to go on a journey, go to the Hog Rock Ranch and Campground. I'll, I'll link it in the fucking show notes because it's worth going and looking. Uh, there's like lots of pictures of just like white people, biker culture, like, you know, metal festivals. Uh, there's like multiple pictures of like wet T-shirt contests that seem to happen at one of these shows. Um, which I didn't know you could actually post tits on Google reviews, but apparently you totally can. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, that, 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 it seems like this is a place that's willing to put on shows that insurance won't cover. From what I'm looking at the, uh, uh, from what I'm looking at the uh, stuff, because it's really hard to get insurance to cover metal festivals. Sure, and it's really hard to get insurance to cover motorcycle rallies, <laughs> and probably yeah. not super easy to get insurance to cover something called killer pimps. <laughs> which is supposed to be happening there. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah, so the, Emily Turley, five-star review from a year ago. Um she's considered a local guide. She's got the local guide badge for, for 51 reviews and 29 photos. That means she's like a a Yelp uh influencer type. Um she says, "I can't even describe how much fun this place is. No pictures for this review to protect the guilty. It's an experience you shouldn't miss if you love bikes, music and unplugging from technology." So it's like it's Man, Hog Rock Ranch and camp, Campground. Got to get out there. Got to get to a show. Um, they don't hold it here anymore, sadly. They would they do Ohio last year? Yeah, um, they they've been they're a half hour from me now. Oh, like, they did this- Springville, Indiana last year, but this year was supposed to be. Um, where was it supposed to be? Was it Thornville again? I don't know. Thornville's about a half hour out from me, but again, not camping. 
Yeah. I might, it was supposed to be in Garrettsville were... this year, Garrettsville, Ohio, at the Nelson Ledges That's Quarry right. Park Crystal Forest. <laughs> you don't the... want to have a thing where there's a drug bridge at a place called Ledges. Yeah. Nelson oh, Ledges. yeah. <laughs> I had been thinking about that a lot. I think we oh, had man. talked about going, but like, I. I it's a two I think it was a two and a half to three hour drive from Columbus mm. and there were no hotels around it again because they they don't have these in places where there's hotels and I am not yeah on the ground it's, it's like a full never, weekend right isn't it usually like yeah. a three day show yeah I did Woodstock ninety nine and like Wait, that what? was the that was when I decided I will never camp at a concert again you ever. you were at Woodstock ninety nine yeah yeah I was at Woodstock ninety nine. <laughs> Hell I never yeah. camped again. <laughs> I never. I haven't been camping since Woodstock '99. That Would you last... seem like an asshole if you rented an RV to go to the gathering? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like yes. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like there's nothing you can really fucking do to live comfortably at the gathering of the Juggalos. Well, they just assume it'll be comfortable through the vibes. Stand out. I wouldn't yeah. want to stand out in that way where it's like, oh, the podcasters came in, but yeah, they you're... brought a really luxurious fucking camper because Brian won't sleep on the fucking ground. <laughs> you got rolled by some clouds. Less than three stars. They were like, I think those are the guys from Means TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it has been canceled this year. Very sad. Very sad. Um, they had a full statement. I won't read the full thing because it's quite long. Um but yeah, they've they said uh, just a few bits here. Uh, let's see. The bottom line is that we refuse to risk even one Juggalo life by hosting a gathering during these troubling times. Um, in closing, we want to, everyone to heed the words of Fred Fury and Flip the Rat. Be safe, watch your step, and take it easy. You can't replace what you mean to our team. Without you, tell me where the fuck we'd be. Whoop, whoop. Hey, so. <laughs> I, I like actually love that they did this. It's I'm beautiful. Gonna, it's a great post. I'm going to tell you, like me and Brett are the, in the same boat where it's like, hey, you know. Oh, yeah. We're getting our, our, our income is cut like pretty. We Our income has got cut into by not touring. Sure. But we ain't fucking doing it. I, I, I mean, Brett, Brett has pretty much dug in. I don't, I don't think we're going back out till there's a vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we're, I think we're good. I think I don't, I mean, I'm going to work obviously as, as you know, Um, but I, I am, I think I'm going to keep, they've got the mandatory masks now. When when we talked, when I called you um, on the, on the street fight call-in show every Sunday night um, at street fight WCRS, is that still the, that's the Twitter. Yeah. That's the Twitter. Okay. Yeah. So go check that out, folks. Um, I'm trying to get better at plugs. To... <laughs> but see, the thing is, you're supposed to put them all at one at one time. I'm I keep dropping them in throughout the show. Um, so shouts out to the History Channel for God, Guns, and Automobiles, uh, Means TV for all their fine programming, uh, the the POD cast. <laughs> I think yeah. I'm I think I'm hitting them all. Um, shout no. out to Bad Max. A shout out to Bad Max, of course. Bad Max. Uh, yeah. I, I think I think we're. I don't know what the plan is for Illinois for opening up again. Obviously, we're, we're like open. we're on the cusp of like everything getting way too relaxed with the with the country. So I don't I don't I don't plan on doing much much more than wanna, I'm doing now. I don't want to put fans at risk. One and at two, I don't. I mean, what I was talking to a buddy of mine who who uh, from online in, in a in a DM that I'm in who said that they live in Oklahoma City. And they said that the comedy club's open. And there's Jesus no, Christ. I didn't believe, I like didn't believe it 
But then they told me the comedian who was like playing there and I looked at their page and the comedy club is fucking open. And and like me and Brett have been talking about this obviously for two months. Sure. Right. And it's like, okay, so like, if well, how many shows us, did you cancel? Like, you probably canceled well, a dozen shows. Exactly a dozen. Months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jesus so Christ. We were like, we were like, okay, so can we realistically, would we even want to do a show where you have to socially distance six feet apart? I don't charge, understand what that's going to look like. Miserable. Yeah. Exactly. Charge more for the tickets and sell half the tickets like do we yeah. is that really do we want to does that is that a fun experience that's also not of what you guys do you guys <laughs> you guys straight up like ethos now. yeah you let people in <laughs> for free if they like just dm you and say hey i don't have the money uh i like your show can i come in can and they, you put them on the fucking list at the door or whatever like i know this is not uh, you've sent me uh, some premium fucking patreon shit that was just uploaded to like a google drive because i was fucking broke um and i I wanted to hear shit i i would i mean i totally if 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 the if the venues forced us to go back out and finish do the make up these 12 dates Mm. uh i don't know what we would do you know but i also find it pointless to like if the gathering of the juggalos was to run and they were what what are they gonna are they gonna refund half of the tickets and just let half of the people go? Mm. Like well, I don't know what like I don't know what people expect because like I'm not gonna ask I'm not gonna like ask people to come out and gather in a room until yeah. I know that we can safely do it. And we're talking know? like there's like how many people go to like the gathering of the juggalos? I think they probably get like tens of thousands every year, right? As far as like this, general attendance over I mean, the three days. They said for the the attendance for this show thirteen years ago was 8,000 Okay. This wrestling show. show yeah. so, Never mind everybody who said, I don't give a fucking shit about this wrestling show. I'm going to go fucking go to sleep or whatever. Sure. Yeah. And, like, you I know, mean, it was. They're it, just counting the attendance of the, uh, just of, of the whole gathering. But again, 13 years ago. Yeah. Bigger now. Well, and yeah, yeah they 10, were saying. 10,000 is a lot, though. 10, 10K is a lot of, or 8 to 10K is a lot of tickets, too. So, yeah. that even, even to me, and it's like, I I just don't know what they would have even been able to do. Well, I wouldn't. Were they selling tickets already? They had to be, right? If it was in August, of course. The, I think usually festivals sell pretty early, right? They're yeah, I've, I've they been to like festival layaway years. plans. They might have re- They might have just <laughs> refunded. Oh what God. Was- I feel so bad for all the indie wrestling promoters and the people like. I mean, I don't feel bad, but I've like I I I feel for them. Um, like the the you know Drew Cordero and uh, Brett Lauderdale super team that was like. Uh, hedging all of their bets john thorne hedging all of their bets on the collective and those travel packages they sold so many of those like like fifteen hundred dollar travel packages like a lot of money to refund i'll I'll say this i'll say this people aren't super coming for refunds though yeah i mean maybe there's a difference though between a travel package for like a whole weekend of wrestling and a uh Fifteen dollar ticket to a yeah, but your fans are also different to a show. <laughs> like that's you, the the street fight radio like community is not the same as the people who go to Joey Janela's Spring Break. There's crossover, of course, but it's not it's not quite the same crowd. Um, yeah, because I mean we postponed. We have we have not canceled anything yet, and me sure, and just Brett, like the primaries. Uh, yeah, me and Brett are actually sitting around. Like we're plotting out how to do all twelve dates in three weeks, which is stupid. But we're <laughs> like, like the Major League Baseball, right? That's what they're doing for all the sports. Is they're gonna be like, it's all right, all we- pr- yeah, it's all the principle. Like, yeah. well, like we don't fucking not want to do this. It's just uh, we 
the fuck are we supposed to do? Have yeah, you heard, so Siobhan, have you heard that they were, like, thinking about doing, like, uh, they're going to try to do, like, back-to-back weeks for, like, the, an, an entire, like, maybe 12 race season for Formula One? And there's actually talk of, like, maybe running some of them in reverse so they could do multiple races on the same circuit and have it count, you know, like... Yeah. Like, uh... It's fucking stupid. It's insane. I think everybody's... I mean, everybody that performs live is is trying to figure out what the other side of this looks like. Because, yeah. like, I walk by the venues every day. I, I mean, like, so... Well, they're the gonna... Big, they're not gonna be around, man. They're I all know, gonna go under. one of the things. Like, 200 to 300 capacity venues... They can't like, pay their rent, and they're definitely not getting breaks on. Them. Like, I mean, maybe some, maybe some states they are, but uh, for the most part, I think those places are probably just a I sign know. on the door. Now they're not even a fucking real place anymore, right? Yeah, looking at the canceled, get, looking at the like concert calendars and stuff, and and also like I think the big venues, the five thousand to twenty thousand seat venues, are going to be okay. It's just going to take a while before some more small bar like small venues established like the kind of places we play i i'm like worried that when we go out to make up these shows the venues that we booked aren't going to be there anymore yeah yeah. you're i mean hey that's what the live streams for right you always got that you always have your basement um okay so now that we have back on stage though i really got to get back on stage yeah i feel you man hey i i just want to take my kids to the park like but I, i again i I don't trust it, man. And we already had it. Like, that's the thing is me and my wife and my son and maybe my daughter, I would imagine she got exposed to it as well. And I, I couldn't get tested. But we've, t- we've talked about it on the show. And anybody who knows me knows. But we we were out a couple weeks. Like, we, I, I missed two and a half weeks of work. So, like, I, in theory, I have the antibodies. Or maybe I don't. Maybe it wasn't that. Who the fuck knows? Because I can't get well, an antibodies test. They- yeah, it'd be great if they tested people. Yeah, it'd be fucking like fantastic. It. It'd be fantastic. Um, all right, so I do want to say, now that we have done about an hour, let's talk about the wrestling show that we're going <laughs> to... No, I think that well, this is this is about the Juggalo culture in general, because it's a, it's a huge part of wrestling. My first exposure to the ICP would not have been... I mean, maybe I saw a kid at, at, my, at my school. I, I would have been like 9 or 10, so I don't think there's a lot of 9 or, nine or 10-year-olds wearing psychopathic ref- records hockey jerseys, right? Um, be surprised. Well, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But like, maybe, but yeah, it's different now. When I go, people I mean, are buying their kids I, and stuff. I, the first time I saw like ICP in any capacity was like the fucking oddities in WWE. Yeah, for me it was yeah. wrestling. For me it was also wrestling. And but that's that's the age gap between us because Bri- Brian, you would have like heard their music throughout the mid '90s, I'm sure, um, and gone to school with. Hunt. What's that? I was really into. I, I heard Chicken Hunt and like. Really, okay. in like 93 or something like that like i was in the icp before i got out of high school okay uh so chicken hunting chicken hunting uh for those not aware is a song by the insane clown posse i'm gonna look it up here because i want to know what what album it's on um riddle box it's on, okay uh, i think it's a 1992 album okay i i kind of got there late so basically i'll tell you exactly what year I got is that late when did they form uh, 89 uh, jesus christ yeah okay. I can tell you exactly when I heard of them. Uh, it was when Hollywood Records dropped them. Uh, dropped them because they didn't know that before the great Belenko. Okay. So I'll, I'll have it in one second here. Uh, yeah. Wow. Jeez. Uh, I didn't realize. It would have been June 24th, 1997. I heard of them because they pulled their album on release day. Okay. Yeah. Because, all right. I see all that here too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's when I that's when I first heard of them, and then I went back and listened to their stuff. 
from like the earlier stuff from before. Like basically, when you get into ICP, you just only get into ICP. You don't listen to other music. Oh, you go all in. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Is, is, I mean, you will listen to like some of their like you know secondary friends. Like you'll listen to the Cottonmouth Kings or the was it like Mushroom Head or what? Like Twisted. All the all the guys who were there at the at the gathering. Um, but you are pretty in like in that culture, and that is what you are for a little while. Like, and that's again, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I guess we weren't that far off, though. If Sean, I don't think I ever. I don't know if I saw them in the oddities. I don't know if I was watching weekly I don't like raw just at the time. I remember them vaguely. I remember them better in the Dark Carnival in WCW with fucking Vampiro and yeah, that's what I remember. Vampiro- Muda and the fucking kiss <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah sure the uh, kiss demon yeah that, that, so it's it's really funny how I don't know how they they exactly got like involved with it all but I guess they they started they made an appearance in ECW at some point um, at, a, at a show I think in Michigan um, it says that they're uh, they began wrestling as single compet- singles competitors in 1983 in their backyard wrestling promotion, Tag Team Wrestling, later renamed National All Star Wrestling. <laughs> their their promotion was just called Tag Team Wrestling at first. That's very that's very good. <laughs> that's uh, that's a free one for if you're if you're making a uh, an indie promotion, just call it Tag Team Wrestling, and all the matches are tag matches. That's brilliant. The first Pro I ever saw, the first Japanese wrestling I ever saw was through ICP. They had a video. Oh yeah, a, that deathmatch thing. Yeah, yeah, Stranglemania. Yeah, they and, uh, where they they do jokey commentary, jokey commentary yeah, we, over FMW and IW Japan. Yeah, man. Yeah, we watched that a lot. Yeah, like, I, it was very funny. <laughs> we did too. We did too. Um, I don't know if that was my first exposure, but it was some of the first. Um, yeah, the Dark Carnival, Vampiro. It's amazing Vampiro's not in the show. Um. We do so. This card is like bad. This is. I, I we don't have to discuss every match or even go in order here. Um, th- what's the opener is Ultimo Dragon versus Jimmy Jacobs. Um, <laughs> you immediately see the there's like crowd is like throwing trash in the ring. Build as eight thousand people watching the show. The Wikipedia number now says fifty eight hundred. So maybe it was adjusted for the people that were asleep. You know. Um, yeah. The what, what do we what do we got here? The, the the, the ring like- girl there's a ring girl holding a sign like a boxing sort of thing and her shirt is cut so her like tits are hanging below the bottom of the shirt um like that was the first thing that's the first thing you see on this show um and then jimmy jacobs is billed as the emo warrior and his he, he's with scott demore demore what the fuck is this guy's name scott demore scott, scott demore, demore yeah from from like the tna canada stable right um yeah. and i know he's a canada. promoter yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Team Canada. What a... He's back running Impact. It's it's fucking stupid. Really, right now. This guy won't go the fuck around. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, him, Don Callis, and uh, the genius Sammy Callahan. The genius, yeah. The the, the motherfucking draw. Uh, Brian, how familiar are you with the 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 draw? The what is his name? The the desperado, the worldwide, the worldwide desperado. desperado. <laughs> I hate that guy. I never <laughs> liked him. I never liked him when he was. I saw him very early on in PWG. Sure. And I hated his guy. By the time he was in PWG, he might have been too far gone. If you if you watch him in like uh, 08, 09, uh, like CCW and IW Mid South, Sammy was fucking good. Like Sammy yeah. kicked fucking ass, uh, but he has gotten too up in his bullshit. Yeah, um, something else. <laughs> I, this I, I will say that like one of my favorite things about this show is that like 
whenever the wrestlers are is in the commentary is how like they bring out these like legends and and you know they're like clearly drunk and sure. like out of shape and they keep announcing that they're in peak physical condition. <laughs> <laughs> well so there's there's a there's an instance or two where they're not too far off with like they're actually we'll get to Scott Hall later but Scott Hall looked pretty good. Um for yes. For so, that time. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't expect it. Um, so I was wondering, uh, Ultimo Dragon, probably not drunk. Ultimo seems like a pretty straight-laced guy. I will say, when I saw Ultimo at AAW in, in LaSalle, um, he came in. I think he actually wrestled Jimmy Jacobs in a tag match. Or he might have been on the same show, something like that. I think they, I think Jimmy Jacobs had just gotten uh, dropped by WB for taking a picture with the Young Bucks or whatever. Uh, <laughs> who remembers that? Uh, they... Uh, Ultimo had, like, this woman, uh, like, I guess it was his wife, um, and, like, translator, maybe? Because Ultimo didn't seem to speak English, and the, by all accounts from the people who paid the $15 to take a picture in the ring with them. Um, but she was, like, his, his, like, money manager, and apparently uh, she was, like, pretty fucking gangster, she seemed like. <laughs> so that was, we joked that that was uh, Ultimo's uh, Yakuza uh, wife and handler. Uh, but he's a he's a weird guy. Uh, I... You know the story about him, like, it was his dream to wrestle in the WWE, right? Like, and to wrestle in Madison Square Garden. That was, like, his yeah. big thing. And so he wrestles at Mania 20, and it, that's the show where he slips coming down the ramp, right? Yeah, and the cruiserweight open. He slips on his fucking cape. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever... Do you, Brian, do, does that ring a bell for you? Is that, like, a thing that you remember? Mania 20 I, and MSG and Ultimo slipping on his own fucking gear? Totally out of... I, I've probably seen it because... I, I've watched all the manias, I believe. Mania 20 is very good. Very good show if you can tolerate Chris Benoit's triumphant moment. <laughs> uh, you know, I might not have watched that because I'm a weirdo. I don't watch like, a lot uh, of Benoit either. I don't, yeah. I'm not huge into but, it. But I, uh, I, I liked I thought this match was like, it's, it's, you feel bad because, you know, these. I don't think Jimmy Jacobs is like the greatest wrestler in the world or anything. And he was very young at this point. He had his moments. But, like, what are you supposed to fucking do when people are throwing two liter bottles at you through the whole fucking match? Immediately. Like, I don't know how you're supposed to put a match on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, every now and then, like Jim- another three aluminum cans fly into the ring. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like Jimmy Jacobs is great at having like wild, out of control balls oh, yeah. where he's like stabbing a motherfucking dude in the head. And, and the balls out. when that, he stabs fucking BJ Whitmer in the nuts. Like that's, that's with a spike. not a match you're going to have with Ultimo Dragon. No, that's no. Not, you're just here to put Ultimo Dragon over and yeah. then like do pills and shit. I don't yeah. know. That's what he's going to, well, that's like his plan. You're here Good to avoid him. those flying cans and bottles. Like, and the ref, also the referee is her job is not just to, uh, count the three or break a hold that's in the ropes. She also has to pick up every bottle or can that lands in the ring and toss it out. Like that's she, <laughs> the referee of each match is also on bottle duty, which is incredible. Um, they, so Jimmy goes up to the top rope, and uh, they, they that's when they really start throwing him. Right, uh, <laughs> the crowd's trying to knock him off the top rope with it's the fucking Puerto Rico, right? It's the motherfucking Puerto Rico crowd. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, they do throw the. I mean, I I I went and saw it, and they weren't letting you throw stuff, but sure. I don't think you can stop it when you're outside. No, it, like, yeah, I, it's I a BYOB situation too, right? So, like, you at, at a live show, you can manage things by not giving people bottles or cans. You know, you pour everything into a solo cup or whatever. Like that's a that's a way people 
that's a way venues often will, will handle things like this. Uh, but at a place like this, wide open air, you know, there's no, they have a place called drug bridge. They're not making sure people don't like bring in certain things. So it has a lawless vibe though, that I love. Like there is a lawlessness at this show. Oh yeah. It feels impossible. It does. So I don't know which one of you said like the, 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 like brought up the biker, sort of uh comparison but this does feel like a hog slash road wild sort of thing right where the the crowd is i mean they're these people are way more into wrestling than the than the sturgis crowd um but it's a similar thing where they're, they're not there for this they're here and it just happens to be here and they're already drunk from the festivities around it and now they're watching the show um it, imagine if the bikers started throwing fucking <laughs> fucking, fucking cores cans in the ring um, and hitting well, mortis or whatever. Shit, they would they would have there would have been uh, like a lynching. Of it would have been Altamont, right? It would have just been it would have been Altamont again, right? Isn't that the Gimme Shelter? I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> Brian, were you at Altamont '99? <laughs> do they have one I of those? Not. <laughs> I wish I was. I, I I do. I I you know I luckily went to Woodstock '99. I, I did see ICP there though. I did. That's one of the reasons I went. Amazing. Uh, did you witness any uh, sexual assaults? No, no, I didn't. I did not. not oh, bad times. I, I was, you know, with three other dudes and afraid to talk to anybody that wasn't those three other dudes. Sure. Because I was in New York. You were like Sounds 19 strange. or whatever. Yeah. So it was just me and my buddies hanging out just like we would anywhere else. Not yeah. hanging out with any other people or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, 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 the lawlessness I really liked was like, uh, uh, and, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm going ahead, but Tracy no, Smothers. who gives a shit? Yeah, uh, yeah. Tra- That's very important. Tracy Smothers. Yeah. Tracy Smothers coming out, and people are fucking. Somebody throws a chair at him, and then he just whips the chair right back out into the office. It's incredible. It's <laughs> and th- th- so this is a Tracy Smothers thing, right? He started riots in a lot of different buildings and a lot of different outdoor venues, for that matter. Um, but he is, he is like at his best right uh his banjo entrance music they say was recorded by tracy himself uh who played the banjo with his toes which is pretty good we, uh, we should say it is violent j and shaggy tudo on commentary and they're I, I guess they're playing characters they're you know wink wink we're not the same guy sort of thing um guido in 3d i believe and I, it took me yes. like ha- half the show to figure out is guido because it's spelled g-w-e-e-d-o um, but like we say Guido often on the show, right? Whether we're talking about James Maritato or just talking about like, you know, WAP culture, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Madon, right? Um, but yeah, the, uh, the, the commentary is great, uh, throughout the show, but Tracy comes out, somebody throws like a big ass tree branch into the ring and he whips <laughs> it back into the crowd. Uh, he gets pelted with, with trash like this this is puerto rico this is he on, on his way there's a fucking oil barrel it's like a big yeah <laughs> it's a big barrel off the stage like from above into the crowd that probably weighed like 60 pounds and just fucking heaves it into the crowd like he's healing on the juggalos and the icp and the, the clowns on commentary are like popping the entire time um we're, we'll skip around in the show i do want to say this this was billed as tracy versus a mystery opponent and then I hit the the mystery opponent's music hits, and it's one of those oh yeah I, I think I know that song sort of moments. It's what's up or what's up by Ron the Truth Killings, which I didn't know that what's up dated back to two thousand seven. Is that possible? Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, it had yeah. to be. 
I, I thought it was funny that they got to play it too. Like yeah. that, that yeah. like I thought I figured WWE probably owned that. They they probably do now, right? Is that a is that a R Truth uh, uh, original that he recorded outside of the company? Do either of you know? Yeah, Weird. yeah. Did he was like Man. actually like he like released it and it was. Like, <laughs> you I mean, can stream he it. Shit when he was in TNA, yeah. Sure. Like he just like and TNA had no fucking ownership over any of that. Sure, I sure. missed. Ron, I, I missed his run as like a real serious act you know oh oh two tna oh two nwa tna like where he would he challenged Jarrett for the belt um he won it did he win it yeah he won it that's right um, I, just, I didn't like it i i his moves he's not he wasn't very stiff huh <laughs> well at times he's got a good punch i'll say this okay. <laughs> we don't see it here he beats him truth beats him in like a minute and his music never stops uh playing so it's just like it's very new jack right um it's not really a match but truth is all right i think he's it looked like gymnastics so he does he does especially now too he relies a lot on on his shtick and his you know acrobatic like john morrison kind of stuff happening um but no i think i bet i bet if you watched that heavyweight title run um him wrestling Jarrett, i bet he's pretty good there i don't i bet those matches aren't great but i bet truth is like working a southern like you know a, a georgia fucking tennessee style just throwing punches and being a fucking baby face. I bet Truth's pretty good there. I, no, he was a heel. I, he was a heel. He was a heel. Ricky okay, well. Steamboat was a heel in this run, too. It was very bizarre. Wow. Russo. <laughs> Russo. I have, uh, I have three wrestling action figures on my mantle at my house, and it's Daniel Bryan, Bobby the Brain Hero, Heenan, and uh, R-Truth. Those that's are the three that I have. They were stable, you know? <laughs> they <laughs> they should have been. Yeah. That's uh, stable. Yeah, truth is truth is all right. Um, but yeah, truth is kind of a poor man's too cold Scorpio, but too cold Scorpio is 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 fucking great. So who gives a shit? Um, he was good on there. He was also like pretty good. Like again, like some of the none of these guys were gonna work hard. They, like it was yeah. fairly obvious. Nobody. I don't even think ICP expected anybody to work no, hard. The show started after midnight, right? Um, yeah, and you could hear it in their voices where they just were loving it because the guys were having fun. Sure. It seemed, you well, know, they like, they would say stuff like, oh, this guy, you know, very drunk and stuff like that where you're just like, yeah, they probably sat and watched fucking uh, – they probably sat and watched Greg the Hammer Valentine pound beers yeah. from like noon until yeah. his time to go out to the ring, you know. And he tells I mean, you stories about the dog collar when match. they were not – yeah, I would presume when they were not performing, they were fucking hanging out with the guys. Yeah. <laughs> because beyond the fact that they, mo- like, genuinely know most of them, they're also fucking money-marking, which is completely fine. I have of no course. issue with that. John Ford is just openly admitting to that, that he's just doing that. He just, that's just what he does now. That's what most first classic promoters do. And you know, sure. that's I fine. That. Street Fight's going to do that someday, I yeah. promise. Hell yeah. <laughs> if you ever need yeah, uh, Chapo, help with the booking. If Street Fight had Chapo money, we would have already... We'd already have a fed. We'd probably For be real. replacing AEW. <laughs> For real, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd I'd watch. Um, I'd well, I'd at least give it a shot. You'd have to do the IWTV partnership so you could get it on there, and it'd be easier to watch it. Like I, under the circumstances, I I don't we watch wrestling at all. Yeah, I don't. I don't. We did. We did. Uh, a drunk guy offered us an opportunity to commentate a wrestling show. Oh yeah. But yeah. it got canceled for COVID one and number oh, two. No. I don't think the promoter would have wanted us. It was a bot show sure. for a brewery here, and oh. 
it was for thorns. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought it was. That's a shame. Though, right? It was the brew here. Yeah. That's and a shame. Somebody... That, that was a bot show, like, to just to have Joey Ryan in Columbus. It was yeah, that's right. Show. That's right. Yeah. And so, like, they, they, the guy that ran the bar was like, I'll bet you, you guys could do commentary. And Brett came to me and I was like, Thorne doesn't want us. Like mm. the guy doesn't wouldn't want us on commentary. I, like I don't want to do it against the wishes of like the people that run the company. And there's people that are better than me and Brett. He's he's <laughs> pretty averse to like political discussion on the podcast. Yeah. So yeah, I could see them. I could see him not gelling with you guys. No, no, no. And, also, well, we're we're convinced Keller, he's a Republican. No, no offense, but we're is, con- yeah. okay. Alex has Alex has like re- asked him like you should have these guys come in and do some ring announcing and shit. And uh, he just. He don't want nothing to do with us. Yeah, so, yeah, it makes sense. It makes fine. sense. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put myself out there either like that. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we're two anarchists that talk about how drugs are cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like you guys would gel just fine uh, with with the feeling of those shows. But yeah, I know John Thorne is not. He, yeah, he doesn't vibe the with one it. Time I, I get it. I performed in a wrestling ring. I did perform in a wrestling ring, and oh I, yeah, uh, in Texas, right? Yeah, I injured myself, actually. Okay. Nice. I think I watched because, footage of that, actually. Like yeah, I tried camera. to run the ropes. Right. <laughs> it's tough, man. Running the ropes sucks. It hurts like free shit. Steps. Free steps. It's a hard fucking free steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can't walk in a straight line. So, I mean, I can't <laughs> run in a straight fucking line in free steps. It's no. tough. bottom of my back, like, I hit the, the middle rope. Mm. With, like, the soft part of my back. Did you turn all the way, or did you hit it with your side? I hit it with like so like that part between like it's just the soft part in the middle that's like a muscle and I just like hit it like right in there and it hurts so fucking bad. Yeah, yeah. Like the first three or four times I did it, I was like, fine, I did well. I think I even looked like I knew what I was doing because <laughs> we weren't allowed to do moves and shit on each other. They told us like, no moves. You're not allowed to do moves on each other. It's okay. All you need do- is a working punch. That's all you need. <laughs> They knew as soon as we got in there, one of us would DDT the other. We've already threatened. When we went to New Orleans to do our live show, when the big controversy over WrestleMania weekend was that you weren't allowed to bleed in New Orleans. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Or do uh, DDT, or not DDTs, but pile Pile drivers. drivers. Brett was... I was going to pile drive Brett and he was going to blade on stage at our live show. <laughs> I remember you talking about this. Yeah. No fucking athletic license. Completely fine. That is performance <laughs> art, my friend. Yeah. We you're out to smoke out. on stage too. Like, fuck it. <laughs> we chickened out. We totally chi- I have smoked on stage in Las Vegas. Oh, they, yeah. There were only eight people in the audience. So <laughs> oh, I yeah. prayed not smoking on stage for was, people to be in the audience. Was that a uh, double or nothing? Yeah, the only reason we were there was for Double or Nothing. Right. So it was sort of like I got a really good wrestling show. and uh, Only yes. eight people came to that show. Uh, Thirteen. Brett okay. said thirteen. But we did make a lifelong we, – we have one fan that found out from us, found out about us from that show. Okay. So I kind of feel like if they're a patron, it was worth – we got our asses kicked on that tour. Uh, the southwestern United States is – Oh yeah, that's it was. It always was for the AWA guys. It's like it was why wrestling wrestling could never thrive there really too. Like that's that's pretty known. Was that an alone tour or did you have guests? Like that was the last alone tour, and it was Denver did not draw like we expected it to. We thought we should have gone to Aurora. That would do really well for you guys, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's why we booked it. That's why. So we booked Denver, Albuquerque, 
Phoenix, and Albuquerque Vegas. was a complete shit show, wasn't it? Yeah, they canceled us because oh, the man. guy found out we were political, and then we had to do a different place. And eighteen, I mean, once you move venues the week of the show, you're oh, not yeah. expecting. Well, yeah, you're done. So I think it was like twenty-eight people, or I say eighteen, but Brett says twenty-eight people at that show. <laughs> uh, and I would take Brett more seriously since he's the guy that looks at who buys the tickets. I don't look. He's also um, working you though. He's like he's trying to boost up those numbers. Super no vacancy. Trust me, he would never do that. <laughs> and then, but then Phoenix, it is not the Brett Pay model to uh, big big you up, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> and Phoenix, Phoenix. I, I mean, Denver sold like fucking. I think it was sixty five, and we were looking at two hundred in Denver. Like we have sold out Shit. Denver before. But for some reason, they didn't come out and they didn't participate. And it just kicked off this fucking soul-crushing death march through the southwestern United <laughs> States. That was one of the worst two weeks. I've never felt so bad in my life. We probably performed to one, I would say, over the whole tour, over four tour dates, we performed to 120 people. Amazing. Amazing. That's that's less people than listen to our podcast, which is incredible. <laughs> Well, that's one that's less than half of who comes to see us in like new york or chicago sure sure like yeah. we usually draw like 350 and shit at those places so it was like we were feeling so big you know we were like and you know we were so excited to be going to double or nothing we were feeling so big because we had just the last <laughs> tour we did was a west coast tour which we also draw very big out there sure and then we went down there and we we're like okay maybe we've been humbled a little bit we yeah. need to be more selective about where we tour but hey man at least you get to see cody versus dustin that's a great hey, fucking match one of the best matches that truly is and i don't know if you're being funny oh that's no that's that's our that's our matches. AEW. that's our one uh when we did our year-end show that was the AEW match that made it on so that was yeah that's incredible beautiful in match. The room, in the being in the room for that match where you like you could tell people were buying in was totally. one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. No, like, no people, pun intended, buying in. Yeah, dude, people in the room were like, people around me were saying, like, they should stop this. They have to stop this. This is, like, too far. And I was like, are you Too bloody? <laughs> yeah. I so, all right, <laughs> we talked about this. This is, this is something that, that came up in context of that match and the, and the reaction to it is people, like, who mostly just watch, like, mainstream wrestling and most of their exposure to wrestling has, like, at its craziest been maybe New Japan – um, you're not used to seeing big blade jobs like that. So that sparked this like heavy discussion that and the, the unprotected chair shots and shit that like Cody took from the 10 guy, whatever. Yeah. Sean Spears. Yeah. Sean Spears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the 10 guy, Ty Dillinger, that's him. Um, he, uh, like all of this conversation that was just like all very, like very pussy bullshit. If you ask me about like taking it too far, but yeah, people, people did not, I don't think people expected the blood. Um, and that, yeah, that match is beautiful. It's a beautiful story of, of, you know, family and yeah, uh, <laughs> it's great. It's great. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I do like in this show, how everybody like once the first match is over, everybody bleeds. Yeah. All right. So people are fucking willing to, bleed. okay, yeah. so let's get to Se our second, second match, match very shortly. Um, it's not very good. Pogu the clown, uh, uh, XPW original versus Abdul the Butcher who, uh, versus Jake Snake Roberts. Oh, uh, is this match good? No, yes. it's barely. <laughs> he uh, says yes, you say no. 
is it good? No. Is it great? Is it great? Yes. 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 Uh, um, Pogo the clown, um, the man um, with a child muster clown gimmick, you know, should right. get him more heat. But eh, now he just kind of looks like. I don't know. It's like fucking Colonel Kurtz or something. It's very strange what his, his look is supposed to be. I forgot he was a child molester. I, for, I forgot that that was the gimmick. Yeah, because he was John Wayne Gacy. Right. Of course. Of that, course. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, this. Yes. Yeah, so this is barely a match, right? Uh, Abby can't That's... even get up the stairs and into the ring. Fuck, Pogo yeah, stabs him with a fork. Rules. Yeah. He, he gets stabbed with a fork on the ring steps and half on the apron. He never makes it in the ring. Uh, Jake comes out. Uh, not with a snake. They say... <laughs> So Jake the Snake didn't bring a snake, which is fucking hilarious. That's an insane idea that you bring Jake the Snake in and he doesn't have a fucking snake in a bag. And the, the, one of the clowns in commentary says, uh, the only snake he came here with is the one in his pants. Uh, then which is again, a, a good line. Of, um, should he bring a snake to a show where people are throwing shit in the ring? I mean, what the fuck does it matter? <laughs> Yeah, it's, I want to get a fucking yeah. Let's get like let's, Jake Snake Roberts get bitten to death by his fucking uh his fucking albino uh, python after uh, someone like hits it in the hand for can of half empty can of Bud Light. That sounds great. That <laughs> yeah. sounds like yeah. The first bloody mania ends in tragedy after Jake the Snake Roberts uh, dies in the middle of the ring. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's good that he didn't. Um, he uh he's. Alive and well, and I guess he's what is he managing Lance, Lance Archer or whatever. Um, Lance Archer is of uh, FMW ass and motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, right. Mike Awesome shit. Yeah, he's cool. Gotta love him. Yeah, I I do like that Abdullah the Butcher can't get in the ring, and <laughs> in the commentary they keep again. It's really funny to hear it because like in in the universe of JCW. These guys are in like peak physical condition. Yeah. Which, yeah. Because, like, in that <laughs> universe, like, all of the stars are like older guys that can barely get around. Like, this is definitely, this is a show where, like, the, I, I hate to say it, like, the most washed up legend is just like the biggest star. He's a superstar. Sure. You know? And uh, Jake was great in this. Like he didn't, I, I, I he could have done it with a, a beer in his hand. Yeah, what he did, like it was basically, you know, nobody was working hard, but you wouldn't expect them to. It's a fucking well, party. He know? never had to though. Jake never had to work that hard. Um, like the famous, I think it's him and is it him, Conan and Cian Caris? It's like a three way that's like legendary from like a very early triple A triple A show. Uh, yeah. Siobhan, you know what I'm talking about. It's like yes, I do. Yes. I've never actually seen it, but I remember Meltzer the way he wrote about it. it like it, Jake inciting this riot um, and barely ever even touching the ring and just being a fucking heel, a gringo, and like fucking playing every single movement up. Jake never had to do that much, and that's why Jake's one of the one of the all time greats. You know, maybe not if you gave him a grade on like how his abilities in the ring are it might be like at best like a b plus or whatever but the man's got a good punch and he's got a good stare and he's got a fucking hell of a promo he doesn't doesn't cut a promo here he had a good finish too so the big thing about jake was the the ddt was so fucking cool in the late 80s like it's a sick move you know people aren't people aren't finishing with cool looking shit like that and he had a good snap to it you know um pogo beats him with an elbow drop uh, that they call the bomb ass elbow pins Jake with his taint in his face, uh, clean <laughs> beats Jake Roberts clean. Pogo the clown does, which is insane in my head. I don't, I I didn't, but it kicked off a series of uh, insane 
(laughs) insane jobs yeah i I actually was like dude how much did they pay these guys when i saw the reputation has always been that they pay incredibly fucking well yeah i mean they're they have the, I mean, they're an independent. I, I always have to like reiterate, they're an independent independent act. There's yeah. not like a huge. There's nobody sucking money out of them. Yeah. You know, like their whole thing. I want to be ICP. I don't want to be like corn, where like a hundred people <laughs> get a stab at my money. Yeah. You know, I want to have my own thing that like I can do what I want and I control it. And it maybe it's small. I don't care. Maybe it's 5,000 people. Fine. <laughs> At least I make a living doing it. You I know? think a and lot that's... of people have taken inspiration from, from their f- sort of business model in some way. Um, that's that... how we run. It's that's definitely... how Street Fight runs. Yeah, totally. It's definitely uh, a, a, an inspiration to the good small business people. Um, uh, Jake DDT's the female referee. You know, it it is what it is. <laughs> they say Jake thought there was crack in the referee's pocket. Yes. Um, he hits her with a second DDT, and then to come and check on this female referee, out comes Kevin Gill in a referee OG. shirt. OG. <laughs> OG Kevin Gill, baby. What the fuck? I didn't, I mean, obviously, he's got, like, a long history with them. We know that. Yeah. With he the backyard wrestling at, video game. Him, well, he spoke at their, uh, at the... Rally, which I also went to. We, I was also at. Oh yeah, the thousand or the million Juggalo March, right? Yeah, he spoke there. I mean, when Kevin of course Gill they is, they branded is, the uh, the the Juggalos as a, as a, a dangerous gang. What was it was gang. Homeland Security, right? Uh, the FBI was the FBI. Okay, yeah. It's but Kevin Gill, I thought was pretty good. Kevin Gill was very savvy on that stage. He's all I right. Kev- we, yeah, he, we're apologists. Kevin, we're Kevin Gill I, fans, kind of. That's what. That's what I was going to – when I saw how much people hated him, I was like – he gave a speech at the gap, at that Juggalo protest march where you could tell he was a very savvy guy. He knew there were leftists there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And He, he kind of so gets he, it. He almost gets it. Yeah. So he like tried to appeal to them. <laughs> he he is a like, nightmare to talk to. Appeal. I talked to him after the fucking – me and uh, Chris Gibbons stood there uh, after the, the Nick Gage Invitational last year in Chicago and talked to him for like five, ten minutes. And he is not an interesting fellow to talk to. <laughs> He was like he. There was it was it was not. It was of the conversations I had that night. I think the only one more dull than that was with the different boy Jimmy Lloyd, who was just too high to fucking even say anything. And I, I gave him a cigarette, and he was thankful of that. And I took a picture with him, and he was done. Uh, so that's that's your scale. That's your bottom tier <laughs> conversations to have at a GCW show. <laughs> Jimmy Lloyd and Kevin Gill. Um, yeah, he seems like a nice enough guy, and he was the ref for the rest of the night. Yeah, he <laughs> it's wild. Um, I didn't expect to see it, but you, you love you love to see it. Um, kudos to Pogo, they say in commentary. I can't believe he. They actually also they say that Jake Roberts fucked the referee's mouth, but I didn't see that part. So that uh, that's uh, that's an exaggeration. Okay. All right, uh, you know what match was actually fucking kick ass? Uh, yeah, baseball this... bats match. Between two two fucking sick motherfuckers, bullpen and two tough turn, you just an IWA mid self match. Like yeah, a house show version of an IWA mid self match, basically. Fucking Who gives great. a shit? Uh, Brian, do you know these guys? Bullpen's the bald guy. I thought. Well, I know. Yeah, I know. Too Tough Tony, I know from JCW. He's the he. I think Too Tough Tony is literally their bodyguard or the leader of their security staff, like in real life outside of wrestling, right? 
Yeah, and I'm not 100% sure who Bullpain okay, is. So I didn't know he Bullpain, was an actual wrestler. Bullpain, yeah, he feels like a real-ass motherfucker, and that's that's why Bullpain is amazing. Bullpain is like a deathmatch guy in the early 2000s, wrestled a lot of Indiana, I mean, Kentucky, he, yeah, but he goes way for, back. Yeah, like the since like the late 80s, he's yeah. like part of the Texas Hangmen. And Texas Hangmen. AWA, Puerto Rico. A lot um, of Puerto Rico sold work. Sold in Germany. Like a WCW jobber, but was yeah. always like a stiff motherfucker who would just beat the shit out of other dudes. Yeah, um, you can find you can just, find syndication WCW matches from the early '90s where Bull Payne is like one of the one of the jobbers, which is really weird. Um, I haven't watched any of that in a long time. I don't know what that looks like. Um, or he was he wore a mask, right? As one of the Texas hangmen. Yeah. Yeah. So you know <laughs> them and uh, Tex Slazinger and Shanghai Pierce, right? Good. All good, fantastic Southern wrestlers. Um, but yeah, Bullpain is... He, he comes to the ring with a baseball bat. He's like one of the fucking... He wrestled that... What, Bullpain wrestled that match in the women's prison, right? Yes. Is, that, 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 that became a thing like a couple years ago where people people found that video. Someone, uh, Pop Culture Stew or whoever, like uploaded it uh, to YouTube. Brian, have you seen the match that Bullpain works in a, in a women's prison where he like riles up the crowd... Uh, to a fucking fever pitch. I have not. I, I would love to see Bullpain work yeah. in a women's prison. <laughs> it's good. It's real good. Um, yeah, this is this match, of course, is fairly competent. Um, they both have good punches, so there you go. Um, then, uh, what, t- Too Tough Tony hits a second rope Frankensteiner, and they call it the, uh, the hur- Hurricane Tony or the Tony Corona. Yes. Um, he gets but very timely. I know, right? Yeah, it's it's nice to write the word Corona and have it be positive. Um, he gets like a thumbtack bat, but then he gets kicked. Uh, they say he gets kicked in the pussy is what happens to Too Tough Tony, and then he takes some takes some tack bat shots to the top of the head. Um, Bull Payne is like they, they they this is like you said, Javon's house show IWA Mid South match. This is like uh, third from the top. Fucking, uh, there's 40 people. There's less people in the building watching this than there were watching watching Street Fight in, in Las Vegas. Like, <laughs> IWM Mid South would do these shows. They do weekly shows, uh, especially once they got like a like a steady venue in uh, is it Clarksville, Indiana? Yeah, is that the one the the O3 venue? Um, and they would do a sh- they do one show a week, and they do that now too. I think with the or well, not now, but they were doing that with their. They had the roller rink. They did a show every weekend, but that O three era where Bullpain is like one of the main guys who shows up most weeks. Um, he would uh, he he would be he's good in an environment with like fifteen people, and they would often have twenty five people in the crowd, uh, except for their big shows where they they do okay. And the King of the Death matches, they'd always bring in a few hundred, right? Um, I would recommend. I don't. I, I can't think off the top of my head of uh, like a. What's the great bullpain deathmatch? From... Oh, I was going to say, I've seen Joe versus Necro Butcher, and it looks like nobody's there. Okay, so that's that's in that's in Pennsylvania. Like, that's a weird that's one. That's in Philly, yes. That's in, that's oh, a... I thought that was IWA Mid-South. No, that... it was IWA Mid-South running in Philly. Was, that was a – that they uh, – A doubleheader. Ran uh, two shows in one day, one – and they were the matinee of the evening show with CZW. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, so that was like – I don't think they've ever done – Hmm. I'm not sure if they've ever worked outside of the uh, the ter- the you know northern Kentucky or uh, western Kentucky and southern Indiana area much. They they used to run Peoria um, uh, like in 2010. They ran Belleville or whatever. It's like a, it's it's basically just Peoria. Um, they've run 
I think they they went into Ohio at times, maybe. They went. They ran outside. They ran outside of Chicago. They ran Juliet a lot. They sure. ran Cincinnati. Ohio, good amount. Yeah. Yeah. They so they they were that sort of area, um, and I don't know what to point to for that. Uh, for like a what's a, a good bullpen match that's online from there. I'm sure you could just pick check and and like. Dot com. There's a great yeah. street fight with him and Tracy Smothers. Sure. Yeah. I'll check that out. I would love to see Bull Payne versus Tracy Smothers. Yeah. Oh, well, it's a great street fight. One of them gets their nose broken. I forget if it's Tracy or Bull. Uh, yeah. Just oh, beating well, the shit out of each other in a parking lot because there's more fa- as many fans in the parking lot as there are on the building. So who gives a shit? And that's great. <laughs> there's a bunch of homeless people out there, too. Um, yeah. yeah. So that, well, that was. Fans. They are, they are fans, good. for sure. If anyone's going to be an Ian Rotten fan, it is a homeless person. For sure, for sure. Um, I do want to say I don't have a time restriction now except for I, – I mean I got like an hour and a half that I can go if we want to do a fucking mar- marathon. Brian, I don't know. what's You got a hard cut off at any time? I, I, well, I'm supposed to do something at 10. At 10. Okay. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get through here. No, we'll burn through here. Um, yeah, Bullpain and, uh, and Tony, Two Tough Tony are great. Um, they I, – I don't know. We could talk about this match, but – they uh, they do. It ends with uh, two tough Tony hitting. I hear. Let's let's just do rapid fire. Yeah, Brian, what did you like about this match? Did you like when it ended with two tough Tony hitting <laughs> bullpen with a flaming uh, punch? That I did. Right. I do love the flaming punch. I've never seen that before, and uh, I like the way it's called. And and like the thing I like about this show is the matches. <laughs> are super short yeah and like it's so super obvious who's going like when when the ref gets down and starts counting you know when it's going to be the three because it's just like boom 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 and they're done and it's sometimes a four and it it was it's like uh i like this was probably the match where the two guys worked the hardest which i i had thought bull pain was one of their guys too it, so, he kind of, kind of is. I mean, anybody yeah. who's on this show is kind of one of their guys. If you want to get to Great Muda and Nosawa versus Two Cold Scorpio and Just Incredible, like these are not necessarily all ICP guys. Nosawa is probably, um, but like no, Nosawa is a straight up juggalo. Yeah, yeah he's. And, but you know, Muda on commentary, they like they say one of their greatest things they ever did in wrestling was a ta- like a, a trios, like a, a six man tag with with the Great Muda. Um, he Damn, like I want to buy this bullpen shoot interview I just found. <laughs> There's, it's probably out there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> we'll, one of us will look for that on, and we'll we'll get you we'll get you a way to do that without buying it. Uh, you don't need to pay RF video or whoever the fuck. Oh, that's uh, true. That guy's bad. Yeah, they're all they're well, they're all bad, but some of them are worse. And the fun athletic guy is among the worst of the worst. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so- this tag isn't very good, um, but you know who? Uh, just incredible is. Tubby as shit. They make uh, fun of him a lot for. They say he might be pregnant with a baby wrestler. Um, yes. They, the cr- he just line. he just goes <laughs> off on the crowd for God knows because he's just incredible because he's just he's a doofus. Um, he's not really getting that much heat as much as he's just like he just he just seems like pissy. Yeah. Is he cool? Is he good? Is no. Just incredible. Well, good. He's okay. Uh, yeah. But he's like overpushed he, he, that that world title run in 2000 ECW. Like I think soured a lot of us on him. Um, you know, I, yeah, I came in saying that he, they he pushed he gave him the world title just because he he was, he was confident that no one would sign him, and then he still got signed to WWF anyway, sure, sure. part of the X Factor because came. No, you dealing with the X Factor? I got everything I just, ever wanted, and I never get that back. You remember that song? No, it's important. <laughs> it's an important thing. <laughs> You're dealing uh, with the. 
Anyway. Yeah, the, the finish of this is very funny um, to me. It's a nice finish. Incredible hits That's Incredible, his tombstone pile driver. Scorpio hits a big floaty moonsault. And then a very deep, like, hooks the leg with a leg. And, like, he's hooked both legs. <laughs> a deep-ass cover, really protecting Nasawa, which is what's, you know, much respect. That's what's important here. Um, after the match, Muda gives him the mist and the shiny wizard. Uh, the shiny, uh, shining wizard, <laughs> the shiny oh, wizard. Um, yeah. The, the... I, I like this match. It, it, this yeah. This one had, uh, uh, no, this wasn't the one with, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Greg Valentine, right? So like, let's no, get to that one. Yeah. The, the tag team gauntlet to crown for the vacant okay. JCW tag titles. We got Ian Rotten and Axel Rotten. Um, like Axel's. Too, too stoned to even say a word until the end of their little promo. Ian cuts a fucking Southern Indiana promo. Um, the 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 actual head shrinkers, right? Is this this is Fatu and Samu? No, it's a lofa. It's 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 a lofa. Okay, so it's they not. Did, Rikishi. They did not. No, Rikishi was. I don't know what the fuck Rikishi was doing. I think he was in TNA, but so really? he was not above working this. He just he just wasn't. Yeah. Gotta... They got the dream team. The the. the... The guys who rolled into WrestleMania 2 as the tag team champions. Brutus were Beefcake. They really, I wondered that. I wondered oh, yeah. if they were really a tag team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, them and, and uh, with Dino Bravo was kind of in that crew, too, right? Um, and with Luscious Johnny Valiant was their manager. Is that right? Siobhan? In WWF? Yeah. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't, weren't John- they Jimmy Hart guys? Eventually. But I think early on, it was a Johnny V, Johnny Valiant sort of thing. I think he was their manager in like in eighty six. Yeah. Um, awesome. Greg Valentine. Greg Valentine. They say his face looks like an asshole. Yeah, or they... a loaf of bread. They say his face looks like a, the back of a loaf of bread. <laughs> the back and of it, a loaf of bread. <laughs> it made me laugh really hard. Yeah, I wrote that down. Also, I have that written down. <laughs> but also, like those guys, they look so bad. But well, I dug it. I yeah. really liked it. Well, so uh, I. We'll get through some of the other people in this, but Necro uh, actually eliminates Greg Valentine. Like a brief, the briefest of possible dream match interactions, Necro Butcher and Greg Valentine. I would <laughs> love to see that. Um, Necro gives him the all-time worst uh, uh, sunset flip to pin him, um, and those they're like the second guys gone. Uh, who who else is in this? You got Zach, Zach Gowan and Human Tornado, which the is a gimp connection. Yes, but also, <laughs> didn't Human Tornado have a foot amputated recently? No. Yes. So this is a this is a, an amputee and a future amputee teaming together. The human yes. tornado is another real dude, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, he, he was, was a PWG Southern California star. guy, right? Yeah, PWG yeah. in the late two thousands. He was like a, he was like their shit. champion in like oh eight. Which remember wow. when he was a thing? You don't, and that's okay because I forgot too. Um, I never knew. I, I, some of these guys I thought were just guys that were hanging around ICP. It's really interesting to no. find out that. They hired a lot of uh, uh, actual indie wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, no, for real. They were they they were you know the, hire the people who were good. Danny Basham yeah. and the the Damaja or the Damaja, which the is Damaja. Damaja is one of the most absurd nicknames of all time. Um, am I now thinking that the Bashams were good? The answer is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They looked well, really fucking yeah. good here. It was insane. They feuded in an OVW famously, and then got called up, uh, and Damaja was forced to like shave his head and rename himself Danny Basham. And it like And he looks like he, and Jim Cornette has been pissed about that for uh seventeen years. And you know sure. what? He was right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've, he looks I've way seen better with my hair. He looks he doesn't look he looks like a total dick 
he looked like a total dickhead bald. He looks fucking great here. And Doug Basham looks actually okay like that. Yeah, he's good. But they look like yeah, it was fucking. Uh, you have a team all Japan uh, of Akira Raijin and and Bru- Bru- say, uh, Yeah, the- they keep switching the names on, and yep. they do not know which is which. Um, I had trouble at times. That commentary is not bad. good. Yeah, it yeah. sounded like it sounded like uh, uh, they just asked. It sounded like all Japan kind of just sent them two wrestlers. Well, they they, I, they I came here they, with they, Nasawa and, uh, and they were like Nasawa and Muda's like traveling buddies, I would imagine. Oh, okay, because um, it didn't seem like. Well, they were. I know they were working in Chikara. They were doing a. Uh, as right. Well, they also did a. They they were on like a mini excursion. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, okay. And, and, and that, they're like one of the highlights of the match too. Is uh, Necro and Brute uh, having a chop battle, and then like uh, D- uh, D- Damaja comes in um, and does some chops with them. They called it raw street fighting. Street raw street type fighting uh, is how it's described. Um, everybody goes hard in this. Great terminology. Yeah, everybody towards uh, the end Tito of this. Santana looks good, but a 10 million years old. Jay Santana, don't know who that is. He looks like Neville. Very That's strange the only guy being. in this show that I didn't know who it was, was Tito Santana's partner. Does not have partner. a cage match profile. I don't know that this is a real guy. This they called not, him George at this one This is point. a real guy. I have no they, idea. His ring announcer, the ring announcer calls him George. Yeah, it's, which it's, it's got to be Jorge, bizarre. right? I think that they meant that his name was Jorge. Jorge, yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Tito, that's Tito not, also... There's a great part where Tito. I wish comes... there was a ne- ne- Negro Casas Tito Santana singles match. There is not. <laughs> yeah, too bad. There's a part where Tito com- tags in and he comes in and he like throws one punch and then tags out. And, Hell yeah. and like they're on commentary. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, he does not want to take bumps tonight, is what it looks <laughs> like to me. So, all right. So, the we what? Necro gets hit That's in the face with a fish. That's wrestling in 2020. That's yeah. right. Uh, Necro catches a, yeah. a big ass fish to the face. Um, finish comes Pondo. Pondo beats Doug Basham, I guess. Um, it's a reversal of a sunset flip. Pondo's holding the fucking stop sign, hits him with it, pins him, uh, which is a classic mistake. You didn't watch your tapes, your Pondo tapes, there, Dougie. Um, it's worse than like sunset flipping Yokozuna because you're always going to get hit in the face with it. After the match, the clown commentary says, uh, I think Necro and Pondo turned heel tonight, or face, I mean. And the other one says, It would definitely appear so. <laughs> um, I have right. more time. I, I now have about another 50. I have till 10, 15. Hell yeah. All right, hell yeah. That's what we need. That's exactly what we need. Um, I do want to say, now that we have that extra 15 minutes, I do want to say something that I was going to leave out, but now I feel like I have to mention, is they did do... You, a... Did we name every single team in that match? I don't think we did. All right, let's... let's... <laughs> I do want to say... every single they... team in that match? They, uh, they show a uh, brief... Okay, go Yeah, you want to list them? Go ahead. <laughs> team All Japan, Mondo and Necro... Pondo and Necro... Um, the Santanas, the, the Head Shrinkers, the Bashams, Dream Bad Team, Breed, Brad Breed, Dream yeah, we, Team, uh, Gimp and Gimp, Gimp. Okay, we, so we did. We went through everybody. We didn't um, go through all the eliminations. Oh, Ian Rotten, Ian Rotten and uh, Necro uh, hardway headbutting each other. Yeah, always good. There's some always stuff. Good. They they always show a replay of some of the highlights at the end, right? And the Necro Ian headbutt duel is in there. Um, and then uh, one of the things that I noticed, it's very important to me now that we mentioned this, is that uh, the way that Human Tornado and Zach Gowan were eliminated from this match is I believe Necro gave a standard backbreaker to the Human Tornado, which means he's got to be the only person who's ever been pinned off of a regular like side standing backbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that, even in old school. Um, all right. Great match. Beautiful. A million billion stars. A lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fucking fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scott Hall 
versus Corporal Robinson. Did you know Corporal Robinson before this? No, I again another guy that I thought was just like one of ICP's buddies. He is their champion. He is. Yes, but he's also IWA Mid South. Yeah, uh, IWA East Coast legend. Fucking Corporal Robinson kicks ass. He's great. He's one of the he, one of my favorites. Buddy. Yeah, what's the the catchphrase is um, is fear what you can't understand and hate what you can't conquer, bitch. Conquer, bitch. (laughs) It's very Haskins energy, Um, pre proto Haskins. Uh, So apparently Scott Hall he's announced as the reigning double double C Universal Champion. Which I messaged you, Siobhan. I was like, when you get to Scott Hall's uh, intro, tell me if you laugh at what they say. Uh, that's fucking weird, man. And I was unsurpri- I was not surprised, but at the same time, it feels right. Yeah, he went down to Puerto Rico he- and slapped Carlito around. That's what he says. Yeah. Ah, uh, incredible. I don't know how clean Hall is here. How clean uh, do you he think? He comes out to. Oh, he also comes out to uh, if you if you are uh, if for those uh, who don't know, again, his most is insane absurd. Uh, Theme choice for ECW, ready or not, by the Fugees. Right. Yes, Which I that think was he weird. just comes out. Yeah. It's so fucking cool that he just, he just, it's the most Scott Hall thing of all time. You feel like, yeah, yeah, that sounds, that sounds great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> he just picked something you liked. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. My first note Scott is. Scott Hall is. Fantastic punches. He's got great punches. Insane. So does Corporal Robinson. Um, it, the first thing I wrote down for, is is there any way Scott Hall lets Corporal Robinson pin him? What did. <laughs> Not only does Scott Hall get pinned clean by Corporal Robinson, he does it after taking the boot camp into a pit of thumbtacks. This show has Scott Hall doing a flat back bump into a pit of thumbtacks and then putting over, putting Corporal Robinson over clean. He's he's in trunks, taking a fucking tack bump at two in the morning for the clowns. Which is great too on commentary. They (laughs) They literally say. Yeah, I well, yeah, on commentary that he pulls out the tax and he's like, uh, Corporal Robinson is probably going to end up in these tax because I don't see any way that Scott yeah. Hall's going to do a back bump into some tax. Yeah, yeah, Hall is not known in his whole illustrious career for wanting to take bumps into thumb tax. I got a feel, I got a feeling Corp's taking this one. Yeah, it's, it's, he's, I can't, I can't believe that this happens. The match is fine. Um, uh, Hall is good. Hall goes out and uh, there's somebody with a megaphone yelling at him, um, and he goes out and he like kisses the man with the megaphone on the lips. Seemed like is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. That was he kissed the guy. It's a, it felt like a kiss of death sort of thing. Like sure, you, yeah. Keep, keep he had doing poison that on his lips. Yeah. I'll say. I'll send. I'll send. Uh, I got a bloated and and angry Justin Credible out there. You know my the nice Frank. They're boys, right? Quick. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and I'll, and I'll like he's got nothing to lose. They all What's right. What's he gonna do? Go back to his shift to Target? They'll <laughs> no, fucking kill you. They mentioned the click uh, because Hall was giving too much to. Hall has click they didn't written give on the back of it. Credit to Scott Hall as a mafia of some sorts, but you know. Yeah, sure. Um, they they mentioned the click because Hall has click written on the back of his trunks, right? Um, and then they name drop some of the members of, members of the click. Line coming up. Yeah, uh, the members of the click like Kevin Nash, Sean Kevin Waltman, Nash. and Hulk Hogan. Yes, Hulk that was also Hogan. funny. You know what though? I give the click. Was, I, I think, give the click a lot of credit for getting me into wrestling. That's how I got into wrestling. Was of course, through. Through uh, Kevin Nash, I, I I saw Kevin Nash when I, I was a kid. Know, yeah, a cool guy. 
Siobhan, I think you're lagging just slightly I know behind. that he is uh, your favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I saw him as a kid, and I thought he was the coolest guy in the world. So, like, uh, that's what got me into wrestling, like, heavy, was just seeing him. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, Hall and Nash were both the coolest fucking guys. Uh, Siobhan, I think you're lagging only slightly, so we'll try to keep that in mind. We're, we're wrapping up here shortly. Um, I, this match is whatever, you know, it's, Hall is working. He does the back suplex off the fucking second rope. He does the sit up and shrug, checks his watch, or, you know, his skin, the skin 30 bit. Um, I didn't expect Hall doing his big shit, you know? Um, he, um, he goes for the, the, the razor's edge and gets hit in the, the dick and balls and asshole, they say. Um, and then that's, that's when he gives him the boot camp, which is a Cobra clutch, um, Russian leg sweep into the fucking tax. I, the, the jugglers paid Scott Hall to take a bump into tax, pin him clean. Scott Hall was always good about doing jobs though. Right. Like, yeah. The tack thing though was, yeah. yeah, I, I thought the tack thing was like the thing that blew me away and yeah. Take taking a pin from this dude. It was pretty wild, but like, I just picture them paying an amount of money that you're just like, I'll fuck do anything. I don't sure. care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pin me, pay me, right? Yeah, because they seem, I, I don't know, like, they're huge wrestling fans, and they have, I mean, if you're throwing this thing together, this big event together, I mean, you know, just paying more money, like, I've, we did that bit, we've done some, a big tour, like, last year, and once it get you get to a certain point when you're, like, at, like, when you're, at like, uh, putting up 10,000 of your, your dollars, where you're just like, yeah, fuck it, add that to, I don't, get, like, you get to a point <laughs> where there's, like, you've spent so much money already <laughs> that you just keep adding things, yeah. <laughs> because it doesn't matter, and I'm sure that's what they do, they just look at the wrestling thing as, like, this is just an, uh, uh, this is just a, uh, extra thing for us that we get to do that's fun yeah. during the weekend, you They know? make so much goddamn money off of everything, not just the gathering, they make so much goddamn money off of merch and shit, like, they're, they, they, they're not wanting for anything. Um, right. And then they get to wrestle, and they get to wrestle in the main event. Um, Siobhan, do you want to give us the, the, the main event time? Main event time. <laughs> who, who do we got here? Sabu and the ICP versus uh, Holy Trent Acid and the Young Altar Boys, number one and number four, with anti-social is enough. Anti-social. The most important thing that happened in, in this match. Yeah, yeah, totally. Anti-social. Uh, some great pictures out there if you want to see that. Um, the uh, the Altar Boys. Who are the? So you you I cracked the identity of one of them. I did not recognize the other one. Who are the Altar Boys here? It's not Luke. It's <laughs> certainly not. It's Dysfunction and Silas Young. The Wisconsin Milwaukee's boys. Finest. Yeah, the Milwaukee guys. Yeah. I, I recognize Silas. I did not recognize Dysfunction. Um, he looks different every time you see him. Different, like, lengths of hair and whatnot. Um, Brian, do you know Trin Acid? Yes, I actually knew. Uh, True Life, uh, I'm a pro wrestler, mm. right? Of course. I've never actually even seen that. I know, I know that he's, like, featured heavily in it, but I've never actually watched that. Yeah, and I knew that he was like a huge prospect, but until he died of like uh, uh overdose, I believe. Sure. Yeah, he, you know, one of the best, one of CZW's finest for sure. Um, and then I guess left there, Siobhan, What's the story with him? They formed some other. Sh- what was it? PW. I don't know what the fuck it's called. The the other Pro Wrestling Unplugged. PWU. Pro- PWU, right? And 
I don't think he ever went back to CZW after that, sadly. Um, and then he died. So there you go. Uh, you win, DJ Hyde. You won again. Uh, he, looked, he looked, I mean, like, that guy, like, uh, he, I, I was, I can see why people would think that he he was a prospect. Like, he looked oh, like dude. A, a real pro wrestler All right, you know that, that ring. He, and he, you know, a cute-ass motherfucker, his tag team partner, Johnny Cashmere, uh, in the backseat boys in the early 2000s. They they had an aesthetic. They had a vibe. They came out to fucking the Midnight Express theme song and had women would shove dollar bills down their pants. So they're basically like male stripper guys. Um, and they you've seen Young's, Young, Buck, Young Bucks matches. Um, if you want to see like the raw version of the Young Bucks, the less polished and also uh, like like the the fucking sexy version of the young bucks was the backseat boys. And they did it, a, you know, a decade before, um, the elaborate double teams, uh, big bumps that very much the same sort of thing, uh, in, in the mold of the rockers. Right. Um, Trent is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I love the fucking guy. Um, yes, this match. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, I know you like Siobhan, you are, you're from the area. Like the the Trent Acid Johnny Cashmere types, you like know you've known people that are just that energy, right? Like that's a Philly ass, like that's a Philly For hot sure. guy. That's a it's a Philly hot boy. It's, <laughs> it, Absolutely, yeah. Like this, just this, just this like dirty fucking Italian, like just who just yeah. doesn't give a shit. Yeah, because he's like on uh, Oxycon. Yeah, so. <laughs> He just wouldn't have given a shit anyway before. He yeah. sounds like he, he sounds like and like I mean I always said he sounds like my fucking uncle from like two right. in like two thousand one. <laughs> it was twenty. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. It's it, he's a he's he just like always had he come, uh, he always came off as an adult even as like this like teenager. Yeah. Despite all, but also being like looking like a fucking like fifteen year old like a teenager. Yeah. B- bizarre in terms of, but he had like it. He had like so much it. Like Adam Cole is basically sure the trend acid we ended up. Yeah, with, yeah. That's the that's the dark timeline of the of the world that we live in. Is that Adam Cole is is the closest thing we have to him anymore? Um, I did it. I had an Adam Cole phase. Yeah, I think is, a lot of people like bought a, into him briefly, at least if not yeah, fully. That, it's that weird thing where people were like. Like uh, Adam Cole, I'd love to see what Adam Cole could do on, or like it was like really cool to be into Adam Cole. Well, the PWG era, right? Like the thirteen, yeah, fourteen. ROH. I never yeah. got into the ROH stuff. That was I, I. I've never been a big ROH guy, or at least not for like a long time. But his PWG title run uh, is pretty good. Like he, you know, Siobhan, also, are you are you okay with me saying that Adam Cole's PWG title run is pretty good? I can live with it. Okay. And I say that Adam Cole's uh, theme music in Ring of Honor is the best theme music. Probably I don't even know what it is. I, don't, I, I have no idea what that even is. It's called, like, I've Got Something For You or something. But it, like, sounds really fucking sleazy. I've got something in my pocket like, for like, you. It's, yeah, it sounds like 80s, 80s metal. Like, okay. 80s rock, but it's, like, really sleazy sounding and really cool. Oh, it yeah. Really fits that was the like, character. The, the, you know the Dawkins that song. That was part of the Kingdom thing, especially with them and uh, with him, Maria, Mike Nellis, Matthew, and like that was like like these like such a scuzzy group of people, yeah. like who really had such pretensions of being anything but scuzzy. Was like, Vinny was, like, Marsigliani shockingly... or whatever in the group yet? Not yet no, no, that was post. 
That was supposed Mike and Maria and uh, Cole. <laughs> what a, what um, a guy that, that guy version is. is actually good. And like, like with, um, you know, I mean, say what you will about Taven Square, Madison Square Taven, but uh, he was fine as the third best member of that group. Yeah, yes. and good in CMLL at times. <laughs> he's like, in a good main event of a CMLL anniversary. Yeah, yeah totally. What can you say about him? Absolutely. Um, all right. <laughs> so, uh, Violent J and uh, Trent Acid do some moves. Uh, J hits a really bad Michinoku driver and Spicoli driver, um, as they call it. Uh, you can definitely assume that ICP's influences were not actually Taka and, like, Louis Spicoli. It's just they're doing moves that they saw Vampiro do. Um, <laughs> like, that's that's entirely it. Um, this match isn't much of a match. Uh, Sabu... Uh, lights the magic blunt. It's probably one of the biggest moments uh, of the match that he's Great. smoking weed. Um, uh, what one of the commentators, one of the clowns says, it's a good thing Sabu brings weed to the ring with him, which I suppose that is a good thing. Uh, one of the altar boys hits the ropes, and Violent J counters the attack by just blowing weed smoke in his face. That's probably the probably my highlight of the match. Um, the yeah, there's not much here, but it's cool to see and dysfunction and Silas Young. That's that's pretty cool, you know. Um, I don't. The, Violent J hits a sloppy, fat ass moonsault. There's like not much to talk about here except for that. But um, it's it's probably like three in the morning, right? These guys were done. Everybody in this building or building, everybody in this field was done by this oh, point. Yeah. Um, it's hard to watch a three hour wrestling show even under optimal conditions, and these. Well, I- Maybe now, these are to... optimal conditions. Maybe this is the most optimal condition. I went to spring break. Uh, sure. That show started at like one in the morning or something, right? Yeah. The the one in New Orleans started super late. And yeah, you're right. By the end, you're just like, I missed uh, uh, Sasuke singing the Bon Jovi song. Because oh, I no. Was the, I was tripping. And I was like, <laughs> I got to get the fuck out of this place. It was like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, I forgot that you, you mentioned that, that you were, like, you'd done mushrooms or something, um, and saw that, man, it's a good thing you didn't, did, were, you, were you on mushrooms when you saw, uh, Takeda and Jimmy Lloyd and the scissor board? No, I was sober, I did, Thank I Thank God. Fucking, <laughs> I was fucking lit up, though, on mushrooms when I saw Walter versus PCO. Oh, which, shit, like, that's a great a mushrooms really match. match. That's a fantastic. Yeah. That's a fantastic. My wife and I watched that. My wife doesn't watch a lot of wrestling, but she was she she didn't know about PCO. I was just like, he's a crazy old man. Uh, he used to work for WWF twenty five years ago or whatever. Um, and that was that's a that's a great match that you can show anyone. I, I <clears throat> controversial because people turned on that match. Siobhan, um, you weren't huge on it, but you liked it, right? Walter versus PCO. Well, the Walter match. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't think it was like the match of the year, but I liked a lot. Yeah. Okay. So I like the whole PCO run. I think that like the Destro shtick is like can be overused, but I, I mean PCO is like a thing. It's fucking cool. PC, yeah. and PCO has been fucking badass for forever. Like yeah, no, that, that match is really great. I I, I love that match. It, it, that match has Joe versus Necro sort of energy to it. I think, and the crowd is super into it. That's cool. It's a it's a good match to watch. High on mushrooms. Um, I thought I thought I thought PCO was going to die. I like really did. Like, he can't we were freaking out. He yeah. can't die. He can't die. He they, there's a video of him now injecting bleach into his arm. He cannot die. Um, they are not social distancing in Montreal. Um, they all right. So that's the show. Um, I, I don't. I guess you've got 
six minutes before you have to go, and you probably need to take a piss and grab a drink before you do that. Um, <laughs> I'm but, okay. I, I don't know what time. I, I sometime between ten fifteen and ten thirty, but sure. I would like to go smoke before. Sure. What show are you doing? You, you, you allowed to plug it? Uh, no cartridge. With, no uh, cartridge. Yeah, so, I love yeah. Trevor. Yeah, uh, we're mutual followers. We have been for ten years. Dude, fucking donated twenty bucks to my GoFundMe when my mom died. Like Trevor's a good guy. Yeah, um, he's a sweetie. I he I I thought here's the funny thing. I thought we were supposed to do the one we're doing uh, last Monday, and he just forgot to get a hold of me. So I felt guilty for an entire week, and then he <laughs> messaged me this morning and was like, "So we're good for ten tonight, right?" Uh, it'll, make it like, it'll make it better. It'll make it. Oh yeah. <laughs> that that's that's the sort of mishap that just it's a cute story you can tell in the pod. Um, <laughs> Man, all right. So have fun doing that. Um, Thank we, you for we having to... me. Of course, of course, anytime. You, I think our second most listened to episode is the one that you were on uh, last time, and we barely talked about wrestling on that. We barely talked about wrestling on this, but it's the sh- we talked about wrestling culture. Yes, yes. A different no, we talked a lot about. We did like an hour on wrestling. I would say. Yeah, we did okay. Not we did. Bad. I think yeah. we did good this time. I think. I mean, half of our show is just talking about the fucking coronavirus right now. That's right. How could you not talk about that That's shit? It's fucking we not, did get away. Bad. I you I, I like I wanted to do. I'm doing a, a, a omakase this week too because I'm okay. just like. I want to do wrestling shows now so I don't have to talk about the coronavirus. I wonder if... Yeah, fuck, it sucks. I don't... <laughs> fucking... What's their name, John? Some... Yeah. 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 I wonder if they'll be better at um, not talking about coronavirus than we are. <laughs> uh, John has... John, I don't know them uh, very well, though, so I don't... They're, they're doing five mat. We're, we're talking two matches from me, two matches from John, and then one that people voted on. Okay. I don't and, know the format uh, of that show. I've listened to it one time. That's just that's he's doing this thing now. And I, I actually requested to be on the show because I wanted to make John watch Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar from WrestleMania a couple of years ago. <laughs> weird one. Weird one. Um, I, I, I love that match. I, I don't know. why. It's sort of a it's squash, like, right? I don't remember it very well. I, well Ambrose takes Brock a beating well. Yeah. Brock wouldn't do anything. Yeah. It was incredible. It's so bad. It was so like. It was like this well-built thing. Yeah. Oh, Ambrose looked great coming into that. Yeah, and it sucked so bad. Yeah. The audience is yep. so let down. <laughs> that was really the moment when I watched WWE. That was really the moment where I was like, this isn't made for anybody. Oh, that was a turning point for you, huh? I could see that. <laughs> I could see someone watching that and being fucking psyched, like hyped up for it, and then that that is just like, oh, okay, I think I'm going to take well, a step back. I mean, it, it's made for free people. One of them was in the main event. Yes, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, that's the sh- that's the Dallas show. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. All right. So Triple H. Okay, I know. I know who you're talking H, about. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, I know what you're saying. I know you are, buddy. I know you. Are. <laughs> uh, uh, Triple yeah. H. Uh, death to death to the great Satan. Death. Yeah. Death to America, as we like to say on the podcast. <laughs> uh, Brian, thank you so much. Thank and, you. Uh, we will we uh, will do another one of these soonish. Come on for the hardcore yeah. title retrospective or something. We'll we'll do a thing. Um, oh yeah, it was fun. It's I'll always it fun. I, it's a fun show. We do a fun show here. You do. I think it's a very fucking fun show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the goal, right? Uh, thank you, man. Yeah. And that's going to be the end of the podcast. Hi.